You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! When your baby leaves you all alone and nobody calls you on the phone don't you feel like a crime? Don't you feel like a crime? For here I am, honey. Come on, you're cutting me. When you're all alone in your lonely room, and there's nothing. But the smell of her perfume Don't you feel like a crime? Don't you feel like a crime? Don't you feel like a crime? Come on, come on, cry to me Nothing can be said to come in the night but there's no one don't you feel like I'm crying Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday, which Chris Stanley has now turned into high day. Um, and I hope it doesn't catch on. Who doesn't want to burn one down, right? It's a summer Friday, which means this is the weekend started sometime late last night. Uh, we came in here to a practically empty building up and down the halls. Streets of Astoria empty this morning. What do we got big to give out for our weekender uh, today? Well, we have a signed baseball signed by Doc Gooden. Wow. Going oh. into All-Star Week. Wow, that's shocking. 
Shocking. Doc Gooden signed baseball. The Doc. Hey, here's some uh, fun trivia for the... Uh, he's not medically trained. So you can go to medical school and become a doctor or just strike out a lot of people. I'll go for the Either ladder. way, it's good. It's the Ron and Faye Show. Uh, we'll give that out with our Weekender question. And I actually uh, want to get to that one fairly early, but also to remind people the Lisa Kudrow unmask going very, very fast. Make sure that you, uh, if you want to come in and meet a friend, make a friend, I like to say. How much do you give me if I end it with, you know what, today I feel like I just made a friend. <laughs> Let's see what I got on me right now. <laughs> yeah. Lay some cash out there. I might have a 20. 20, twin, twin. Oh, look like someone's in <laughs> Oh, wow. Um... Uh, who was uh, who was the big rapper that was leaving as I was coming in today? Had a chain around his neck. I think it was like a giant gold bicycle that he was just walking around the halls with. Uh, I wasn't sure of his name, but there is a ridiculous amount of young girls on the 48th Street side of this building. And then they this morning, and they were all just trying to figure out when is he going to come out and which exit he's going to come out of. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I was like, what for this dude? <laughs> I was thinking like Jonas or maybe one of the One Direction kids would come mm -mm. up. But it's no. for this rapper dude. And they're all like trying to plan out. Like, I can't wait until he comes out. I'm going to cry. Uh, you can't understand uh, little girls these days because I walked past the Today Show yesterday. And they're sleeping on the ground waiting for the show that would take place uh, today. The free concert summer series. So I'm like, well, who are you guys sleeping out for? Yeah. And they say, Ed Sheeran. What? So I go, I don't know who this fucking kid is. So I turn on the Today Show just to see now. And he comes out by himself. A little redheaded kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just got this old beat up guitar. Okay. And he's singing a song. And I am not fucking kidding. In the opening line, he sang about them living in a Lego house. And the girls loved him. That is fucking crazy. I mean, he has. It looks like he can grow a beard, so he's looks yeah. There's age. he's twenty two. <laughs> he looks, but like he 14. looks like he should be joining in a pack of elves looking for the ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. he looks like one of those fucking guys, and the little girls are mad for him. This is weird. And is there like a, a worse kind of name if you want to be a singer than Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. He, he seems like the guy that you're supposed to check with accounting on why your dentist bill wasn't taken care of. No, he's getting his, his sleeve filled in instead. You're, you're supposed to like, hey, Ed Sheeran did not fucking sign off on this. <laughs> Apparently, your dentist is not covered by our plan. Oh, no. Is that a network? Sorry, Ed Sheeran. This little ginger boy looks about 14 years old. See uh, see if you can find the, the song where they're going to live in a Lego house. Right. It might be called, Le it's called Lego house. Thank you. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Hicks, you almost quoted me because I yelled, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I'm like, who are the, who are the little girl? I mean, they're just tons of them. And they're lying in the street. Lying down, trying to get some rest because in another 38 hours, 
they're going to be packed into the plaza to see Ed Sheeran. Were there were their parents there or was No, they were like sixteen, so I'm right. sure it was like Thank this you. is wait, like wait. their their summer you know, we're gonna call us. You know, I know that the guards are there. You know, it's not that dangerous. You know, you're at the today show. Here's Lego House. I mean, okay, I'm let's listen a little bit. I'm curious. Say they're crazy for him. I've never heard of the fuck is I know. I'm gonna pick up the pieces and build a Lego house. If things go wrong, we can knock it down. By the way, I despise uh, anything with Lego. And I have a new annoyance now. What's that? Sharknado. Shark oh, because people are going too crazy over it? Yes, and they're going, can you believe how stupid this looks? And I'm like, they made it to be stupid. No. This is basically a fucking SNL sketch. Oh, I definitely got to see this now. This looks like the dumbest thing ever. It is. Well, I mean, they've made the same movie like, 20, 30 times. Right. You know, like you know, Mega Shark versus a Super Octopus, whatever it is, whatever. I mean, they're just, just fucking combining shark into different words and, just, and, and having a fucking green screen. A guy said to me last night when I was getting coffee, do you know if they got any Sharknado shirts? I go, you, my friend, I fucking just bought into it all. See, it's a tornado throwing sharks around the country. Um, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Uh, I, I was just reading online that this dude you're talking about is dating Selena Gomez now. That would outrage me if I knew who she was. I'd be uh, out of my that, mind with jealousy. That, that's Justin Bieber's old girlfriend. Okay, there you have it. Now I get it. She was in Spring Breakers. I did see Spring Breakers. Uh, showed you what the mean streets of St. Pete were really like. I have a copy of it. I'll be watching it this weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Look out for a certain scene. You'll see Fez's old house. And then you will also uh, see Shower Bench um, smoking crack in one of the scenes. Because <laughs> that's how badass... I didn't know how fucking rough it was. Yeah. I think this kid's got all. This kid owes Harry Potter because he looks exactly like Ron Weasley. Okay, good and call. These little girls grew up like, oh, Ron. Now it's Ron with a guitar. Well, I know you, you say that they grew up loving Ron Weasley, yeah. but those girls are probably 30 now. God. These girls have were not of age when they started selling Harry Potters. They were. They were. Maybe not even born. My timeline is way off. That's what happens at a certain point. And this Lego thing, I think it applies. Lots of adults love Legos too. Like this thing is it, Legos. People just go to Legoland constantly. Just Only adults them. like. Uh, here's another thing: the fucking gaze into their stupid My Little Pony. I think we have that up on the uh, iBank today. Uh, I the, the, no children show up for the I lo I love a little pony fucking convention. Yeah, they're bronies. That's it's that's the whole thing. They're bronies. Gays have completely lost it. <laughs> they used to be at the fucking gates of hip. And now they're a bunch of fucking sharknados. And I was so happy for that the Betty White show got fucking cancelled. I'm like, yes. Back in your fucking face, uncool gays. Maybe now where are the cool gays? What did you do with them? There's a backlash happening. Um Here's Kyle, you're on the run of show. 
Hey, buddy. So, uh, yeah, about uh, Sheeran, my wife's uh, wife's music. His his first single is actually about a uh, crack addicted uh, prostitute that dies. Uh, so he he does run the gamut. Uh, it's called 18. Right, here's um, who he reminds me of, now that I'm thinking about it. Do you remember, like, a couple years ago, there was that indie movie where the two Irish people were just... Once. And then it became a Broadway show? Yeah, it's you, yeah. This is like he saw once <laughs> and said, look, I've got orange hair. I'm going to be that fucking dude. I'm going to get a guitar. Because you can't get into the once uh, fucking Tony Award winning play. That's packed out. Really? Yeah, that won a Tony. Just see the movie, dude. The movie was fucking excruciating. I saw the movie at the fucking theater, and I was looking around for a brick to bash my head in. And then I said, "Wait, why hurt myself? I can just get up and walk out." Well, the movie itself was like uh, it was like a musical. It was like Les Mis, right? Or was it just a inordinate amount of songs? Yeah, I mean, they, they Les Mis. They they acted like singing was talking, yeah. and this they just kept singing, and you know, then they would talk. But basically, they were street performers. Um, without talent, who suddenly became incredibly big. All right, the Weekender is up, and we're giving out the signed Doc Goodenball. And I'll, I'll tell you what uh, gave me the idea for this. Yeah, I heard this uh, person the other night say that somebody was wearing a members-only jacket, and they went into the way they were so angry. Talking about it, you would have thought it was the 1950s and they found out the person was a member of the Communist Party. And they said to me, he's wearing a members-only jacket like a pedophile. So I had a nice laugh out of it. But then I was thinking to myself, if you really look at it, a members-only jacket is just a windbreaker. I don't understand how they became so hated. I think because they got associated with a certain time and a certain style of the rest of your clothing. So that uh, was what time are they associated with? I'd say the 70s. Members only jacket, the 70s, maybe early 80s. I, I thought it was somewhat of an 80s thing, but they're not like a star who wore it. You know, it's not like... And you could still... Like, you could dress like Don Johnson in the 80s, and everybody would just like, all right, dude, going retro. Badass. But if you wear a members only jacket, you are considered a pedophile. Uh, so, there's a couple things I want to know. A, why they hate for members only. And B, is there a brand of any kind, food, drink, clothing, car, that you just hate, that you despise, that makes you say, they have that on, they're a pedophile? <laughs> Uh, I do not like um, Urban Outfitters, just because of it, it's commercialized like the thrift shop almost. Of where you can you go, let's go to a small shop and you find something cool. Uh, but they've mass marketed it. No, and, and Ur Urban uh, Outfitters also gets into a a little bit of trouble because I think that they want their uh, people who work there to be models or look like models, but they don't pay that way. Oh, no, the, them and uh, Abercrombie and Fitch—they do the same exact thing. Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch is very funny. I, I pass them all the time. They stop people from being able to come in, like a nightclub, so that there's always a line. And then I, I was like, "Is it packed in that store?" And, and they go, uh, "Oh no, no, they just like a line out front, and they make us wait out here." That's insane. They'll make people wait in the heat, in the snow, in the rain, but then you also get to. 
uh, get your picture taken with boys with no shirts on, which is kind of funny for a clothing store. <laughs> you would think they would definitely uh, want to see some buttons on people. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's also the weekender question. Uh, you can have this... Uh, your chance to win, it'll be up all weekend long, is there something you hate? Now, already, uh, Queen Elizabeth is on this, and she has a hate for Ed Hardy. And I will, I'll will i tell you why I will agree with that one. They're unworkable lighters. And I always end up with one of them in my pocket because they sell them at newsstands here. When yeah. you go, look, give me a lighter, and you hand them a buck... But you might get two or three lights out of it before it's fucking trash. Yeah, it, it's garbage because this thing's just been. But they're on everything, not it, just lighters. Yeah, it's, they've been sold to so many things. This was just. This used to be just on a shirt. That one's on a lighter. It's an Ed Hardy brand. Lighter. So Ed is an artist, right? Yeah. And what he will do will sell to anybody who wants to put his art on it. Mm -hmm. And then it may not be, let's say, in the in the case of the lighters, it's not a good product. But he don't give a shit. He's not really making them. Yeah, he, yeah, he's just, it's just, that's just his. And they're just putting on whatever they want. The Christian Adagier is the guy who really blew it up. Um, here is uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show. It's me, Bucks. Yeah. Um, going, uh, Hello Kitty, can't stand the brands. We get it. You're Asian. You're a little girl. Move on. Isn't that for little kids, though? Yeah. Well, oh, a yeah. lot of adult girls love Hello Kitty. I didn't know this. I don't mind Hello Kitty. I think it's just silly. It looks like something that belongs on a uh, on on a notebook. Oh, it's not a notebook. It's literally on everything. They've they, they've. It makes that Hardy look fucking bush league. Well, it. I just noticed we got Handsome Johnny in here today. Handsome Johnny, yeah, he's. Uh, no, I had actually invited him in to do the show, and instead you put him on the board. What yeah, happened? Well. Pips, I got a, um, I got a, a text from Pips this morning. Let me guess, Pips had a slice of pizza, and now he's shitting uncontrollable. Uh, no, his uh, his chick is sick. They had to go to the doctor. They're both. I mean, these are young people, yeah. early twenties, yeah. and they are both being operated on constantly. They must have met in the ICU to, to for two people so sick to be together. I think they're from the island. <laughs> and once they got outside, <laughs> the germs started to get to them. Their immune systems are just too frail. Okay, so Asian girls wear Hello Kitty to look underage. Like a 25-year-old Asian girl will put on uh, Hello Kitty to help you with your pedophile fantasy. Uh, that, yeah, that, that happens. Okay, I didn't even know this about Hello Kitty. Look, this girl just has, like, Hello Kitty earmuffs on. Mm. All right, those earmuffs remind me of another product I despise. What's that? Beats. <laughs> yeah, I hate them, too. They're everywhere, uh, and they're extremely expensive. And apparently they're not very... I've never, I've never owned a pair of Beats. I'm not going to spend that much money on headphones. No, I because you go through headphones like there's no tomorrow. Destroy them. Yeah. And spending $300 on a pair of headphones, I'm just not interested in I always say, give me the cheapest fucking lighter and cheapest headphones. <laughs> um, and it's standardized the goddamn headphone. Now, only people have Beats headphones. Now, here is uh, Sean. Sean, you're on the Fest show. Hey, what about affliction? Middle-aged child molester people. I don't know this uh, product at all. Affliction, and again, we're back to child molester. Affliction's kind of like in the same place Ed Hardy is. It's a shirt clothing brand, and um, 
it just they associate people wearing affliction shirts with kind of like douchey guy, douchey dude, like dude bro types at times. Like the Ed Hardy shirts. All right, now I'm gonna I'm looking up on this, and I don't know who was on the uh, thing. I don't want to hear about uh, hairstyles that you hate or type. We need brand names that are hated. Brand names that are uh, hated. That's the important part. Uh, Anthony, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, something that I think has the opposite intent, like maybe you want to, you're supposed to be a tough guy wearing it, is the tap-out shirts, but this makes me want to stab someone in the chest. I'm not sure uh, about this one either. That's uh, br- uh, another Oh, now brand. I do know it, yeah. yeah. MMA guy started this one. Okay, brand. yeah, that's, th- that you're going to see this at the gym, right? Yeah. For some reason, this is weird, I know the, the logo, but have never really taken the time to read it. <laughs> I didn't know that it was called Tap Bell. But as soon as you put the uh, logo up, I was down with it. It's like the same it's like the same vein as the affliction shirts. If you're rocking MMA or you're just a fan of MMA, you wear a tap. But out isn't shirt. it weird that people get judged by a certain brand that they wear? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean that person's picking that 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 shirt, so they're they they're trying to project whatever it is, you know? Well, that's what we were telling Fez that because he's uh, a brand conscious gay, uh, but look what he's wearing today. It looks like, uh, I'll say an an elderly patient who has been wearing the same shirt since his family dropped him off at the home. Yeah, it's just that thing. Like there looks like there should be tobacco juice on it. Fez needs to be in like some Tom Ford type stuff. I'm that I'm just throwing that name out there because it's Tom Ford's a gay. Yeah, he's definitely a gay. That's um, the title of one of Jay Z's new tracks on his new album. Someone wrote this in and said, "Fez speak." I just want to sit next to him with a pen, so when it's his turn to speak, I can put it into him and let him know. There was a, a fucking funny thing yesterday. So Mafia Life Chris is, was in here with his kids and it was all get weird and I tried to start a conversation and you tried to yeah. and I looked over at Fez <laughs> and then he looked at me and actually did a thing where he started looking up in the air so he did not have to make eye contact with me <laughs> that I was giving him the help eyes I'm there will be a day that I will sit and do the same thing to him one day I'll just fucking sit here and look at him I didn't and even it, realize it, I did that I'm sorry of course you realized you did it you know that the fucking we couldn't get something going, and it, uh, the fact that you didn't know that a fucking bit laid there—that <laughs> oh, no. would be even worse than I got nothing and I'm giving nothing. Oh Jesus! Handsome Johnny, you're a brand dude, right? Not really. I'm more the solid tea guy. But like, you want your girls in certain brands. Uh, I like them to look nice. I okay. Mean... Is there a brand you hate? I mean, I guess the Abercrombie and Fitch. I guess that's kind of outdated, though. Nobody really even wears that anymore. No one we hang out with. No, yeah, so I, I think. I I, I'm telling you, let's go, we'll go over to Fifth <laughs> Avenue right now. And if you drove up on the sidewalk, you'd end up killing about 100 people. <laughs> I walked by them. And then there's like a surf place that's down the street that does almost the same gimmick. And their whole front window is like a surf TV that just goes on. And I'm talking massive, like bigger than a drive-in screen. And then there's water down, so the surf looks like it's crazy. like it's real. Like they act like it's 3D. Is that uh, Hollister? Because they're worse than Abercrombie and Fitch. 
they look like it's just rich kids in any of their print ads or photos or billboards. Here, we're going to go from Handsome Johnny to Hard Rock Johnny, the two Johnnies. Hey, Johnny. Hello, boys. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't stand the eyes on the alligator. That was just too, so preppy to me. Like, I just, I can't do it. I, I don't get it. You mean Lacoste? Yeah, the, the, the alligator shirts. I can't stand them. Uh, the alligator shirts have never gone away, though, right? No. They've been no, around. They, were, they were away for a little while, then they made a comeback, like, the last, like, I want to say, like, five or six years ago, they kind of had a whole brand resurgence that they came back on. But isn't that brand itself, like, uh, 80 years old, or am I thinking of something else? Because the alligator shirt, I believe... You can even see that in like pictures from the 1950s. It started in 53. Yeah. It's kind of like Fred, the Fred Perry shirts. Like that's just been around forever. You know a lot about clothing, my friend. I'll, I do have a fucking opinion. On this. <laughs> you do. What the hell's going on? Perry sort of uh, Pepper is like a fashionista. Kind he of is. When I go and I will tell you this him. about uh, Pepper. If you're in the water drowning, he will throw you a rope. He won't make a sandwich. He's going to like, hey, maybe I'll drown with you, but I'm not just going to watch you drown. We're going to have a sandwich later, together. Mm. Oh, I wonder what kind of big food we're going to be doing today. Could have something Every nice. day's been like a fucking lovely food day, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. All right, Johnny, you're on your way to the beach? I certainly am on the parkway. A little gray today, so I don't know if it's going to be a good beach day. Yeah, but it's going to be a hot weekend. It's supposed to be 148 all weekend long. All right, boys. Talk to you later, my man. Later. That's my buddy Hard Rock Johnny. He'd be my best friend, except for Italians are not low enough down on the ethnic thing for me to look up hanging out with them. That's how you you, you get your best friend? Is yeah. Well. So who's your best I friend? I need a black right. Viet Cong. All right. Uh, They're still around? Yeah, they're still around. They fucking won, dude. They're wondering if you're still around, Whitey. Holy shit. The only white people I really feel comfortable hanging out with are albinos. Oh, that's, that's and then I love to hang out with anybody in a chair. Don't you find it weird to hang out with the albinos? Like, it's all white. Yeah, say that's your, that's your prejudice. It came through. I guess you'd feel fucking weird hanging out with Edgar or Johnny Winner. I would feel odd. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. No offense to Fez, because I'm sure he's got a closet full of them, but I hate the Tommy Bahama shirts. They're extremely comfortable. And they, just, they just remind me of an old man on vacation every time I see him. But here's the odd thing about them. They're very expensive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, it's supposed to be as casual as possible, and then you're told, this is 290 and you're like, wait, what? what? Three bills for a Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt? Uh, Jack, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Ronnie, uh, I found myself uh, wearing Tommy Bahama shirts because I've become such a big fat person, but uh, my wife calls them Sipowitzes. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Hey, you know, if um, if you see a girl wearing uh, the juicy couture sweatpants, chances are she's a big fat sloppy hua, and there's nothing, uh, there's nothing couture about sweatpants. Now, I really did not understand that thing either. When they started to put the juicy on the ass. Yeah. And then the uncomfortable thing is um, 
underage girls would be wearing juicy on their ass. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. And it it is a very suburban thing. You know what I mean? It's very suburban that people wear these things. They just wear them out on the weekends, just hanging out, whatever. I don't know where they wear them, to tell you the truth. Out. They just wear what they're doing. You, You could go, you'd be good enough about fashion. You could go on one of those shows and explain, like, and then this jacket, you bring it down, it turns into a skirt. Isn't that great, girls? <laughs> okay, so it's good for the office and it's great for the shore. Well, like a real slip on a pair of these juicy pants. Closing ar- arguments are going on. Just dropped the bombshell in the George Zimmerman case. There is video of him that night, exactly when the murder was taking place, at a mall 28 miles away. Holy George Zimmerman was never there. Holy shit. This is. How can they convict this man? If there's video of him 28 miles away. Why'd they wait so long? They wanted to just drop the bomb and just fucking... Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's excellent. This is great. There's some legal fees. I think somehow he still did it. I honestly am upset that the judge has refused to use a conditioner throughout this entire (laughs) thing. She's just waking up to put on some hairspray. She looks, her fucking hair looks like Tom Hanks when he was stuck on that island all the time with Wilson the soccer ball. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I can't stand the Ugg boots. The Ugg boots are a strange one. I thought they would go, they would go away, but they're, they're around the state. I man. guess they're incredibly comfortable. I guess they're slippers made of boot. Uh, you, I don't get it. I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. You can still see him in the summer, which is just annoying as hell. I don't know. I don't know uh, enough about it. Uh, I know a certain quarterback in New England thinks that they're great. He bombed for all his, uh, for all his teammates. Yeah, and then he said, come on, let's wear these and we'll look gay. Uh, but those in Fezzi are snow boots that are nice enough to wear in the summer. They're Uggs, which you'd think the name alone would destroy them. Some Aussies banking it up. Um, let's take a look at some of these things. Uh, Yankee Candle, that's good. Uh, art of Shaving. Now, I do walk past the Art of Shaving every day, but I've never walked into it. I don't know whether they give you a shave in there or you just buy stuff. I think it's you just buy stuff. I've never found I needed a brush for shaving cream. Because then you're just going to sit and wash it out later anyway. You strap. Um, and I want to get into a thing. I'm part of something called $70 uh, Club, where for $70 a month, they'll send you razor blades. Wow. It's the best deal out there. $70 a month, and you get razor blades. That you can shave with. Yeah. You'll never have to worry about razor blades again. Just 70 bucks a month, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is not a big fan of Adidas. What's wrong with Adidas? Um, fanboy hates Sirius. He doesn't seem like he should be on the eye bank. Anything I ever say with him, it's always like, uh, wah, wah. Uh, Otis, uh, has a problem with Juicy. There's more tap-outs in here. 
Von Dutch hats. I'm not even sure what that is. The trucker hat. Remember when the trucker oh, hat? Oh yeah, the again? trucker hat got enormous there for a while. Yeah, that Von Dutch was the one that was spearheaded that. That may just be a hate for Ashton Kutcher, because he was big into the Von Dutches. Mm. Um. Well, you always need that if you have a clothing line. You got to get them to hot young Hollywood and any rappers, and off they go. Uh, Justin, you're on the Ron Fed show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Uh, I have to go with Coors Light. It's like the juice of douchebags. The worst beer, basically water, and the commercials well, are... It's a lighter version of an extremely light beer. It's terrible. It's, if anyone likes beer, they shouldn't drink that. When I see someone walking out of the store with a 30-pack of that, I want to just rip it out of their hands. Like, Why? Why, man? Put that back. Maybe they don't want to get drunk. Some people just want to drink without uh, getting a buzz on. It's refreshing. Yeah. Hey, look, since Ice Cube started uh, showing it, I'm all for some Coors Light. The Coors Light, is that the one that the can brightens or something? Yeah, when it, it changes color when it's optimum coolness. Oh, good, because I don't know how to fucking grab a cold beer. <laughs> I need the can to tell me it's ready for drinking. <laughs> Finally. Listen, if the goddamn beer's boiling, I'm still going to fucking take Chris, a is the beer done yet? Would you go in and check on it? Still, Smells like it's done. Still silver. It's not blue yet. Put a couple into the freezer then, and don't forget them. <laughs> or a beer sickles. Um, here's Don, you're on the Manifest Show. Yeah, I got two of them. Hollister skinny, skinny jeans and the Levi Stonewash jeans. Can't stand neither one of them. All right, man. Uh, rough on the jeans out there. Who you against skinny jeans? Skinny jeans are amazing. Well, what he's th- 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 you you can tell his own size <laughs> when he has a problem with skinny <laughs> jeans. True. I didn't, I didn't I didn't think that one through. This is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Who could wear these things? Um, because sooner or later, man, all jeans become skinny jeans. <laughs> here's uh, here's Kevin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys. Um. What about the uh, drug addict kid touchers that wear the Zoo York shirts and the Blue Block? Uh, you're gonna, get, you're gonna get fucked up. Now. Listen, Zoo York and Blue Block are fucking awesome <laughs> brands, and you should never say anything bad about them. They look great, and they make you feel great. I didn't know it. Yeah, love a Blue Blocker, the optimum sunglass for all people. All right, the uh, I mean, we're just wrapping up. And I had no idea. The prosecution just said that they had witnesses that said for the last three years, George Zimmerman has had a switchblade tied to his penis. Oh, God. Has he had sex with it? Yeah. So it seems like seven then. He says to them, uh, this is your last fuck. Oh, my God. He's killed. Damn. (gasps) Brutal. (laughs) He put a gun in my mouth. And he told me to fuck her. And I did it. I fucked her. He had a gun on my mouth. I saw that guy on Crossing Lines. He was fucking doing bad shit on that show, too. He'll never be able to play like a regular guy. He should. I hope he has the uh, hockey pants with the knife cock on it in his house somewhere. Just keep the prop and show it off to people. <laughs> Yeah, this was... I don't know whether any of you saw Seven. This is what I used to bang prostitutes with. It's hot, right? Yeah. There it is. I always... Right before I nailed them, I yelled, I hope you brought tampons, because you're going to need it. Um, Here's Matt. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
How about FUBU? That's for us, by us. Yeah. It stinks. <laughs> why, why you gotta chill over FUBU? It's fine. I prefer WooWear, but they're no longer a business. Are you still into um, YOLO? Is that your thing, too? Listen, you only live once, dog. That's it. Fez has been doing Inlow, which is I never lived once. And I like it because it's truthful. We got to start printing t-shirts uh, immediately. This is up on the iBank for the, as the weekender. Um, and it's a damn good one. Just brands that you hate. And fantastic prize on the line. Doc Gooden signed baseball. That's right. A Doc Gooden signed baseball. Signed by Dr. Gooden himself. The doctor's in the house. The doctor! Uh, I read the Doc Gooden uh, book, and yeah, you can, you can send uh, him in. Uh, Catholic Joe wants to stop by and say, I all my buddies are here. Catholic Joe's here. Handsome Johnny's here. I was even thinking this. Yeah. Would this be crazy if we just started to call Joe Handsome Joe, and then we could call Handsome Johnny Catholic Johnny? Catholic Johnny Tube Sticks. <laughs> I've never done one Catholic thing in well, my life. Perfect. So it's perfect for it. Perfect. Well, by the way, why did uh, why did he throw Tube Sticks in the end of it? I have no uh, That's the full idea. name, Handsome Johnny Tube Sticks. I think because he just loves Tube Sticks. They all know why. It's Dutch. The name's Dutch. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. You're like a brand freak, right? You're like a little... Yeah, I like brands. Yeah. Now, Russell Brand. Hmm. You don't like him? I like Raisin Brands. See, he's always going with the jokes, this one. This one always has the jokes going. Come on. Yeah. You've been following the George Zimmerman trial at all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. What what do you think is going to happen? Because today is the last day of the trial. Um, I think he'll be audited. Mm-hmm. And then he might. Uh, See, I think invest. the same way the other, they're going to get him on the IRS thing, like they did the Al Capone. Yeah, and then he might get like laryngitis. Oh Jesus! At some point. It's rough, man. I know. The uh, it looks like they've brought to the stand right now the uh, just people in blue suits, one after another, that all look like feds. Now, he's doing his defense today. Yeah, that's his lawyer, Mark O'Mara, doing the closing argument. I used to work with him, him and Don. He's a great guy. (laughs) Really great guy. It's Mike O'Mara. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So you got to be excited, huh, Fez? Yeah, they, they think the jury will obviously get this this afternoon. And then the judges said... Everybody is staying put Saturday and Sunday. We are going to get a verdict this weekend. Here's what I'd say if I was on the jury. What? I go, forget it then. I got mine now. I'll just flip this coin and I'll tell you how I'm voting. We don't even have to leave the courtroom, actually, guys. If I was on the jury, I just would say this. I heard yap, 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 and wham, wham, wham. So, so have you guys been playing Candy Crusher? <laughs> it's really fun. I, I'm really doing well. I think it's addictive. <laughs> Banking up seven hundred thousand dollars a day, the company from that goddamn app. I, I listen to Robert Zimmerman. Am I right? Mm-hmm, and Bob, some Bob, some Uncle Bob, Dylan. Uh, Hicks, which way would you go in this trial? Uh, Zimmerman gets off. There's not enough there to um. You mean 
gets off. Well, like there you go. He's going to get out of court. Things would get Thanks. off with that knife cocking. Am I right? Someone told me he was gay. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, that shouldn't have anything to do with the trial. It's Actually, that he killed a 17-year-old kid. That, if he's gay, that changes everything. Oh, then you think he's guilty? Because he probably tried to rape Trayvon because he Whoa. saw a young twink. Having a gun is like two cocks. That's true. Sorry. That's true. That changes everything. So, Johnny, have you followed this enough to vote? I haven't followed this one minute. All right, so just vote anyway. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'd say, I'd say guilty. Lock him up. Okay. So you're going with Fez guilty. Yeah, guilty. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> this man's freedom. <laughs> I would just yell hung jury. Uh, who, who's our interns today? We have uh, Shelby and Ba. Oh, send Ba in. I want to see what he thinks of this. Ba it up, Ba man. Kangaroo court. Oh, he's going Hope. so fast. Look at him. Yeah. Look at him go. Let's, Look at him go. Let's see if he uh, knows what trial we're talking about. Uh, because he doesn't get his work done? Is that why? Because his work comes in inaccurate. Here, let me do some of his work for him today since he doesn't pay attention. Bah with the bah thing. And then I'm just, you don't even have to do it now. I'm just pointing stuff out why we're never prepped. Bob, you've been following the trial at all. Yeah. And which way are you going on this? I think that there's no way he gets convicted of second-degree murder. How about manslaughter? It's possible. Okay. I think that's probably what he's looking at. I mean, to right. have second-degree murder, you have to prove ill will, hatred, spite. So he, he, so you, but you know, they said yesterday manslaughter, he can still get 30 years. Yeah. 30 fucking years. That seems like it's... All right. Well, thank you, Ba. I appreciate it, buddy. There he goes, Ba. It's in B minor, the saddest of all kids. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good, Bob. Um, John, you're on the Run and Fest show. Uh, nothing says douchebag like Oakley Blades. Uh, wannabe guys that never made it out of Little League think they should be in the pros walking around. Uh, the Oakleys... Now... I haven't worn any in years because they stopped sending them to me. But I will say this. If you send me sunglasses, no matter how wacky, I'll put them on. I'm selective about my sunglasses. No, I'm not at all. No. <laughs> now, even though I'm wearing these beauties, and everyone always uh, compliments me on them, uh, these were a gift from these my They're really podcast. nice. Yeah, they really are they nice. Are. And I go... Uh, and then people go, those sunglasses are great. And I go, these old things... <laughs> <laughs> Fez Watley in the house today, and he's predicting that uh, George Zimmerman uh, will be found guilty. Guilty. Guilty is charged. Do you think we'll have this by Monday? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll come back. I, I think we'll probably have it Saturday, even. Well, I fucking hope not. I want, I, I want to be on the air for it. Monday noon. <laughs> I want it to be Monday, right after ONA. <laughs> <laughs> Time for us. <laughs> I hope it happens on Saturday when no one can do it. Damn it. I only oh, saw what, fucking Dave and uh, Chris are going over papers. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe this guy just got off. I can't believe he's just doing 50 I, fucking years. All right, which one got killed? <laughs> Uh, Tony Roman's in the news again. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're always Tony Roman on that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Got to run Why? It up. It's like you ain't no one player. 
It's not fair. <laughs> Plus, he screwed me over in a fantasy season once, and I'll always stick with that. Yeah. I used to listen to you guys, but now I listen to Holly and Rorschach. <laughs> I believe that's on HollyandRorschach.com. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure they, they're they're podcasting. Seems like they're stealing a big part of the younger demos from you guys. <sighs> See, I think we're we're listen. We're young and we're hip. I and listen we know to it every week. We yeah, me too. And hey, catch us on demand too. That's always possible. I always like to say this about the Davey Mac and Chris Stanley Sports Show. They're on weekly with an A. <laughs> oh, come on, that's bullshit. <laughs> The you fuck? can listen to them <laughs> weekly try to get through a show. That's a goddamn insult. What? These old things? <laughs> That's what I say about my nice sunglasses. I wish I had sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't pull them off because I have these big, thick glasses, but yeah. I just want them so I can shade tip <laughs> and just look over the the bill like... Yeah, you're like, excuse me. You're like, start? Like, who's that? We shall hang out in Central Park this weekend and and just girl watch until we finally yell. You know, we'll watch all the girls go by, and when I see what I consider to be the prettiest one, I'll yell out, "Gang rape!" Oh. And then we all we all come running down the hill. It sounds like a together. bad idea. Gang rape! No, no, you don't want to do it. I don't want. I don't want to be involved in someone screaming gang Why? rape. Why? Now, Chris, you said you had a new uh, game show lined up for us today. Yeah, I have a I have a brand spanking new uh, game show. This got put together with you and the kids. Me and uh, Shelby put this one together. Yeah, Shelby is so strong. Should we bring Shelby in for it? Or? Yeah, Shelby Shel should be in here. here All for right, this come one. on in, Shelby. Yeah, the Shelby man. We'll see if he can stay in the room a little longer than Ba. <laughs> Hopefully. Ba, 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 ba. That's Shelby's theme. Ba, ba, ba. Even though he has a theme, we don't touch that because you can get electrocuted. Shelby. How you doing, Shelby? Good. Can I just check to make sure that's not the same black t-shirt that you're wearing every day? Can I assume that there's more than one? On several. I would also say this. You know how you always see the black t-shirt on under whatever he's doing? Yeah. I have a theory it's a dickie. <laughs> that he just it's just as big as little bib now by the way speaking of game shows i don't know whether you watched the big game show on i think it was nbc last night where they just brought out the celebrities and played parlor games but they are so fucking confused about what to do with people on tv that they just brought them out and they're like uh okay we're gonna play hangman for a second all right now guess the celebrity and it went on for an hour yeah and it was the most casual show i've ever seen in my life i have not seen it that sounds great though i don't know whether it only ran once um or it's going to be a weekly thing it was on after the big brother you know I what my you know what my favorite game is? Uh, guess the number between one and hundred. All right, uh, should we do it? Yeah, thirty six. That's exactly right. All right. Really I don't good. know how, but everyone in my family is really good at guessing numbers. I know it's that was spot on. It's impressive. So, is this something we play with the listeners or do one of the members of the show play? Or how's this work? We're gonna we, we'll play. We'll, we can play it with Fez. Okay, you want to play it, Fez? Yeah, I'll play it. All right. What is the uh, name of the show? Guess the celebrity. I will tell you this, and the only other person who picks up on this is Molly, 
but Fez is incredible when it comes to knowing facts. Yeah. He's, he he's finished second in the Opie and Anthony Channel Wrestling Trivia Contest, <laughs> I believe, five times. He was the number two. And that is nice. And never paid off his bet, which is really great. <laughs> Sam never went out to that fabulous dinner. That's sad because that how many dinners you know, Faust? Um, it'll be eight if Zimmerman is acquitted. Always seven, no matter what's happening. <laughs> it's always seven dinners. Well, why if we just did one at six? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it goes. It's just I, have, you know, it's, it's I noticed it, you know. All right, so Fez guesses the celebrity. Yeah. Now, uh, are you going to give clues or how does this work? There's going to be an audio clue. Okay, audio. Hear, that's great because we're on radio. Yeah, because he'll hear the he'll hear the celebrity speaking, and then he has to guess who's which celebrity it is. It's all dialogue I, from film. And, and this is something we couldn't compete. Like if Fez misses that first one, I could do the second. I'll I'll take a guess. Yeah, you, yeah, you can. Yeah. All right, you want to do that, Fez? All right, that's fine. Or do you want to do it like we could pass clues to each other? It doesn't matter to me. All right. After I saw this show on TV last night, and like the the mean coach from Glee was hosting it, and there was two friends on the show, it was just uh, Martin Short was up there, and he's pantomiming things to people. It was a lovely night of television. Sounds great. So I want our show to be more like that. <laughs> okay. okay? Yeah. Just fun celebrities <laughs> having parlor fun. We can, yeah, we can pantomime. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's, Okay, you're in stuck box. in something, right? Yeah. yeah, you're stuck in a box. Wait, I have a knife. Okay, he's cutting his way out of the box. Oh, he's kicked his way through. Should have cut a bigger hole. For like a glory hole? Oh, it was made out of cardboard. <laughs> but it was steep in cardboard. <laughs> I do a thing where I do, I'm stuck in a plastic bag. And I'm just choking and gagging. Oh my god, it's scary. What, these old things? <laughs> All right, first clue goes to Fez. All right, for, this, this is the first clue. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I have sound up. Here we go. This game stinks. No, this game doesn't stink, I swear to God. Yeah. All right, first uh, clue. Paging Dr. Faggot! <laughs> Who is well, that Well, that's celebrity? a horrible fucking clue. Let me hear it again, please. Okay, I can get that one. I know that one. Donnie, please. I know the movie that is from. Paging Dr. Faggot! You got it, Fez? No, I don't have a guess on that. I know it's from uh, The Hangover. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper. You got it! That's right. Bing, 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 all right. One point. One point for Ron. Right. I feel like this should be my point. I should get this clue because he got the first one. Okay. Here's the next. Here's the next clue. Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. What the hell kind of game show is this? Shh. I'm concentrating. Let me hear it one more time. Oh, here. Okay. All right. Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. I'm going to pass this one to Fez. Fez? Right. I have no idea who would even say that. I, I could play it again. Can I, yeah, no, can I... <laughs> don't play it anymore. A couple more times. I mean. <laughs> Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. Is that Mother Teresa? Wrong. Uh, Fez, you got to guess? No, I don't have it. I don't want to guess on that. You have to. It's a, you're playing the game. It's We're playing the guess the celebrity. Guess the celebrity. I'll play it one more time. No! Quit being a faggot and suck that dick! Uh, Tom Coughlin? Wrong again. There's so much I, I conviction. I should be hearing buzzes now. Two strikes. Susan Lucci? 
<laughs> she never wins. So sad. Because she's great. Well, who was it? Louis C.K. Uh, wow, I did not pick it up and hear it again. Quit being a faggot and suck that dick. I swear, it does not sound like him. It was Louis C.K., everyone. Yeah, okay. Interesting. All right, Ron's still up one point. Okay, this clue goes to Fez. Okay, this is Fez. Good point, detective, right? Fucking faggot. <laughs> is, do we have any clues that don't include that word? Hold on, Fez. You this, is a me whole, this is a new round, <laughs> and this is a new clip. Let's hear it again. Good point, detective, right? Fucking faggot. I think I have a guess if you don't want to try it, Fez. I don't want to try it. <laughs> oh, come on. Is it Michael Madsen? Close. No. Wrong. Mm. One more time. You're you're yeah. in the right you're yeah, in the right. We've area. heard the clue. Not, There's no need to keep repeating the word. I'm really pissed off. I thought it was Michael Madsen. You're trying to guess the celebrity. You have to hear their voice. Alright, here one more time. Good point, detective. Right? Fucking faggot. <laughs> Why is it funny? It's. A, I'm thinking of the scene because I know. I know the film. I'm thinking of the scene. I'm going happens. crazy here. You know it. I, I'm, I'm going it. crazy here. Uh, what is the score? It's a one run one. <laughs> <Fez zero. laughs> uh, by the way, I'm trying to figure out how I could be uh, close by saying Michael Madsen. All right, let's hear it one more time, Fez. And really, this is uh, your opportunity to to guess. Good point, detective. Right? Fucking faggot. <laughs> why is that? Why does that one crack you up the most? The scene. It's the movie. That's <laughs> yeah. It's not even said as a joke, like with Louis C.K. How do you even? So know? that one wasn't so bad. No, it's all bad. I you hate know, that word. Do you know the context? Do you know the film? You know? Wait, what no, on. I don't know any of this, and I don't want to know any well, of it. This is the worst game ever. Then you'd be laughing. I think I have it. Okay. Play it one more time for me, please. Right, one more time. Again? Good point, detective. Right? Faggot. I do always get these guys mixed up. It's Tom Sizemore. You're the ding, 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 ding. All right. Who started this one? Is this back to Fez or me? I think it's you. All right. Because I don't want one. Only oh. 70 more questions to what? go. <laughs> Almost there. Okay. I hate you. I hate you so much, you fucking faggot. <laughs> This game is horrible, is and I don't horrible? see why it's so snickery funny. I don't know what you're talking. I'm, I, I'm lost on this one. Could, could I give you guys a hint? Yeah. Oh, you got it. Uh, I'm really hungry right now. In the morning. Hell, you. Oh no! Wait, no, that's the wrong hint. I was just going to say this is a Grand Slam breakfast. Raisin bran. Let's play this one. We'll play this one again. Yeah. I hate you! I hate you so much, you fucking faggot! Disregard my clue. I don't have this one at all. It is Mr. Ray Liotta. Oh, God. Mm. I'll play it again. Just so, now, now, we now know you, know, you don't have to play it again! <laughs> Hold on. Now that you know that it is, who it is, you'll, you'll hear his voice. Okay. I hate you! I hate you so much, you fucking faggot! Ooh. Okay, now I got it. That's all Leota, you know? I should have got it from Hungry in the Morning, because I want to have a Leota. <laughs> and what do you call this game show? Guess Get, the Celebrity. Guess, guess the, the celebrity. celebrity. Guess the, the Celebrity! celebrity. It's not as fun as the name sounds. <laughs> oh, all right. Next round. Ron's up two. How nothing. many rounds? It's ten. 
or you wouldn't know anything about it, faggot. Alright, I, I think, let's hear it. <laughs> he falls out. Alright, let's hear it one more time. Or you wouldn't know anything about it, faggot. I think I got it. Okay. Is that Emilio Estevez? Bingo. Oh, shit! Yeah, you got there it. you go. You know, you know you're moving trivia. Not really. I mean, I've only gotten three out of five. It's fine. That's 60%. That's not great. But doing much better than Fez. Fez, you haven't answered one of these. No, and I don't want to answer any of these. I don't want to watch any of these movies. No one said that, but you can guess the celebrity. Just guess who is this celebrity. That's not the hardest thing to do is to guess the celebrity. We didn't say agree with what the celebrity's saying. No. I don't condone this game show. What's wrong with guess the celebrity? I, you know, Shelby and I put a lot of work into this. And fuck it's not Burn guess the, the celebrity. Oil, it's yeah. guess who's using the other F word. What? Well, Frankenstein. It's surprisingly difficult to find clips <laughs> without that word in it. <laughs> 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 At least the films I watch. It is yeah. but, I believe that. But it is. Like, Fez, you say no one ever says it anymore, and look how much it's in this. Oh, constantly. All right. This next clue. Everyone thinks it's okay. This next clue I think Fez can get. Okay. Listen closely. Come on, Samba. Let's get the fuck out of this fucking jib joint with this fucking faggot Dante. <laughs> you, come I'll on. give you a hand. He's done the show. Yeah, and that hurts my feelings. I'll play it again for Fed. Come on, Samba. Let's get the fuck out of this fucking jib joint with this fucking faggot Dante. <laughs> you don't have it, Fez? Come on. I don't want to condone it by answering. I think it's Jason Mewis, if he's not going to say it. Sir, you are correct. Four that was the easiest one yet, Fez. Yeah. What gave it away, Dante or the other F word? I just know his voice. I'm a big both. fan. Yeah, I'm a big fine. fan. All right, here you go. Here's the next round. And then after that, while he's fucking up your fucking gay uncle over there, I'm going to fucking cut off your cock and mail it to your mother, you fucking faggot bitch. I got this one. I have no idea who this is, and I, I don't. I I've never seen this movie. Thank God. I I actually got a half a semi just hearing her talk that way. <laughs> can I hear it one more time? One more. And then after that, while he's fucking up your fucking gay uncle over there, I'm gonna fucking cut off your cock and mail it to your mother, you fucking faggot bitch. I believe it's Sarah Silverman. You are correct. From the Wreck It Ralph director's cut, I believe. That's a fucking good movie, I think. Fez <laughs> getting, getting killed here. I mean, it's fine. I know, he owes, he owes five more dinners. Yeah. 60 more left. Just 60 left. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if we would have just used fag, then there would be a lot more. All right, here's... here's That rolled off your tongue pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you didn't have any. All words do, though. Yeah, just joy with it. Here's the next round, though. Look at you scared now, you ho. Scared of the real man. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> you, come on. You don't have that one, Fez? No, I don't have it. You I really don't, don't know it? No, I honestly don't know it. I have no idea this what is, movie that is. I know I know exactly who this is. It's infamous. I'll play it one more time. This was Look at you scared now, you ho. Scared of the real man. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. Uh, that is the former world champion of the world, Mike Tyson. Correct. I like to call him Michael... Iron Mike Tyson. And that was him talking to Glass Joe. And <laughs> <laughs> he did. He destroyed that guy. I mean, he took him out fast. He looked like a bitch. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he threw to his words. Yeah.
I only wanted to fight Glass Joe. I didn't like to fight anybody else. That's fun. Yeah. All right, next round. Fez is in a hole right now. Mm. No, I never said that. Thank you. I said fat faggot. Fatty, fat faggot. Wow, that just sounds cruel. That sounds like the worst movie or show ever. Let's not judge the movie. Let's guess the celebrity. We're guessing the celebrity. Can I, can I give a hint? Yeah. It's, it's a woman. Hmm. It's a woman. And think of her at breakfast? I really don't think I know this. Could I hear it again? Of course. Thanks. No, I never said that. Thank you. I said fat faggot. Fatty, fat faggot. She was in the building recently. Really? It's a better clue. Is it Laura from Booking? Because <laughs> I saw not. her the other day. <laughs> no, it's not Laura from Booking. She was here in the building. She was yep. with her husband while she was here. She was with her husband while she was here. Hear it again after this. After okay. This How many? No, I never said that. Thank you. I said fat faggot. Fatty, fat faggot. I do not know who this one is. It is Tina Fey. Wow! Mm. Yeah. I can't imagine Tina Fey would say that in any role. You oh, just heard her say it. Oh, you here for yeah, God play it. One no, more I never said that. We know who it is. Thank you. Please. I said fat faggot. <laughs> Fatty fat faggot. Alright. I'm I'm pissed about missing that last one, but can we stop talking over the thing so I can focus? Yeah, all right. I want to focus everyone. on the voice. We, this is a game show here. There's rules. Uh, by the way, Tina Fey looked amazing the other day. And that was pulled, that clip that you heard was pulled from her town hall <laughs> that she ended up being mad at the host. Mm -hmm. That's why maybe you didn't realize, you know, what film was from. It was <laughs> one, one, from one. <laughs> Are you surprised, Fez, the person who, um, you fought so hard for, well, nothing, actually, when I come to think of it. All right, let's see the next one. This is the final. Mm. Drop. How many points is this worth? A thousand. Oh, shit, I could lose on this. <laughs> I fucking lose on this. Okay, here we go. So you know what he did? He insulted Billy. Then I walked over to him politely. Tells me to go fuck myself. What? Then he called me a faggot. Okay, <laughs> I got it. All right, good. Uh, Fez, Fez, you want to hear? You let, can win. No, I don't need. I don't need to hear it. Let's again. just make I'm... the speed round. Let's just make the speed round when we play them all real quick. <laughs> no, we've already guessed all of them except this one. All right, one more time. But you know what he did? He insulted Billy. Then I walked over to him politely. Tells me to go fuck myself. What? Then he called me a faggot. Uh, I gotta go out of my way and say that's the greatest actor in the uh, Tribeca area of New York, Mr. Robert De Niro. Correct! Ron Wynn guess the celebrity. No, I want you guys to <laughs> guess the celebrity right now. And first of all, I'm gonna give everybody relief by telling her you that she's still alive. Uh, mystery guests, sign in and say hello. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Does can anyone guess her? I, yes, I it's Molly, it's Molly, it's Molly the intern. Is correct. Oh. Yeah, I, get, I get points. Molly, how long have you been sleeping outside? <laughs> I slept outside last night. It was a little rough. Yeah. Um, my back hurts a little bit, but I feel refreshed. I'm ready for the day. Now, are you sleeping in a tent, or what are you doing? Um, there's a tent, but the tent got too hot, so I slept <laughs> outside underneath this tarp. That's how you get raped. That's how you get raped. <laughs> Have you had your Minute Maid orange juice yet? How many people are there, Molly? It's, uh, the seven of us girls together. And how many people are there to see the show? 
Oh, uh, I don't know. I think probably like, I think like 10,000 plus. There's a ton of people here. Have you taken any ecstasy? No, I have not. Ketamine. No, nothing. Have you had a bowel movement yet? Yes, I have. All right. Because that was one of the things I was concerned about. (laughs) Now, your whorish white trash friends, are they being good to you? They're being great to me. They're taking care of me. They're currently, we're all getting ready to go out because we're going to see some music now. Um, you know, they're, being, they're treating me super well. So They all told me that she's like the mom oh, of the group. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Wait, is she in Bonnaroo? Are you in Bonnaroo? No, I'm at Camp Bisco. Oh, that's different and at a different time. Yeah, yeah, it's so completely it's different. different totally. Are you at Woodstock right now, 69? <laughs> Hendrick's there. <laughs> Molly, are you going to be safe this weekend? Absolutely. I just wanted to check in to tell you guys I was alive and doing well. All right. Well, everything has gone to hell without you. There was a big blow-up yesterday between Ba and Fez Watley, and uh, it didn't end well. And then Fez comes in with this horrible game show that he played. We just need to get you back into town. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll come back to you, and I'll you know, try and tell everything as best I can. All right. Be careful, honey. All right. Thanks. Have a good, have a good show. All right. Bye-bye. Don't snort yourself. Uh, I didn't even know she was an actress in Tribeca. Mm. No. She, well, she does live in Tribeca. Oh. Or Tribeca, as she calls it. She came in the other day with all of her little friends. Yeah, yeah. They're like the mean girls. I know. I mean, they're they just look like awful it. girls. Yeah. yeah. Bad people. Entourage. One of them stole some shit. They just didn't get any jokes. I was like, man versus food. I don't get it. He already <laughs> won. It's already food. It can only become less food. <laughs> That's so good. It's fucking but, deep. It is deep, isn't it? Think of that shit. And I was like, I can't spell dyslexia. <laughs> but no one ever laughs at that. That's a really good you bit. Think it would, you think it would uh, Khalil. <laughs> <laughs> He's really off. Are you still pissed off in the game show? I'm still thinking about what an awful game show that was. You know, Shelby and I build a game show, bring it to the air. Everybody plays it. I'm sorry you lost to Ron. That's why he I, hates it. I can't. I can't. He hates it. when he loses stuff. I can't throw it for you. So we're losing, I guess. I'm still mad about missing the Tina Fey. It's all right. What I missed: Tina Fey, Ray Liotta, and there was one other one. Maybe we need um, to play them all again. It was Louis C.K. Louis C.K. I didn't come close to. So I got 7 out of 10, yeah. which... Strong. I yeah. don't think so. It's still, a C at best. Still won 1,006 to nothing, <laughs> though. That's still pretty good. <laughs> 1,006. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm not saying I didn't dominate. I did. <laughs> I just didn't play up to my thing. You, you, you can have that win. I can't tell if you're pissed or you don't care. <laughs> no, I'm pissed. I think that was a sucky, sucky game show. Well, why didn't you say, why didn't you get him to stop? You're the co-host of the show. <laughs> the, 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 when he gets All right, you, you, in his head, there's I, no stopping him. Okay, so there's nothing you can do. There's two of us here. It's me and Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you taking the brunt of this thing. <laughs> I really am proud that he called it a sucky, sucky game show. That hurts both yeah. our feelings. Which is true because it's about dudes who blow dudes. Yeah. Just just shooting cum into each other's faces. Dude, we ought to write a book called Dudes Who Blow Dudes. 
Coffee table book? Yeah, it's going to be coffee table. Or tea. You know. And e-book it, too. And e-cig it. You know, in case anybody doesn't want to, you know. Smoking that, right? Yeah. (laughs) We got to do a new thing for gays, Fez. E-cigs shaped like dicks. That would be huge. You, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. no one wants to have giant, a <laughs> giant vaporized cocks. <laughs> I don't know how much of a market there would be for uh, that. I'm so buzzed. The next time that we do this show, you should be able to say, like, whoever gets it, you go, you get a hard cock. And you just get to, <laughs> instead of, like, things, you just put hard dicks up. See, the game show was not about gay people. It wasn't about dudes sucking dudes. It was about a slur. <laughs> Wasn't about a slur. What's a slur? It's a it was celebrating a slur. I'm playing audio of celebrities, and then they speak, and so what? Maybe there was a common thread through the audio, but that's <laughs> yeah. all. I'll, te- I'll test it because I remember them making the game, and it just kind of happened like that. Like they weren't playing. It just I just looked happened. for clips yeah. where people were angry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See. It's a coincidence. We could have called it the Angry Celebrity. Could happen to anybody. What was the Tina Fey movie? What did, when did she the say that? Ricky Gervais movie when he couldn't. Nobody could lie. The invention of lying. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love that uh, game, but and I love that movie. Uh, Brett, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, uh, great game. But I got to correct Pepper when he said Fez was in the hole because Fez has never been in the hole. Okay. Not even the asshole. Metaphor. Um, someone said a nice uh, spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Um, Ron, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just heard uh, about Stevie Nicks. I wanted to pass this on to you. A story out today that when Stevie was in her crazy, uh, I guess, cocaine days, that uh, she had did coke so much that I guess she screwed her nose up. She had a roadie blow cocaine up her ass, is what she did, <laughs> which is crazy. Why is that crazy? Still getting high? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try it this weekend. Yeah, there's plenty of... I, I've known people... Who have done that with like uh, like a down suppository that you could do, and they said they felt the fucking bottom part of their body get downed out and just keep moving up. The yeah, first time I heard about that was some ecstasy dealers buying a bunch of ecstasy. And like, yo, you're gonna you're not gonna eat it, are you? I'm like, yeah. What the hell else am I gonna what, snort it? Like, no, put it up your ass. It's like, wow, does that help? Don't you try to slip it in your dick hole? <laughs> <sighs> that seems like it would hurt. Do you think you could put it in your eye? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, That's I had a friend. He bought. All, he was dealing, right? So he has all these orange barrels, and he gets these big fucking uh, sheets of them. So he starts to wrap them up, you know, one at a time in paper to sell that way. Uh-huh. He fucking starts tripping because it was on his fingertips. Oh, it fucking went through his fingertips, and he said he had one of the greatest trips that he's ever had. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, but that's unplanned. I don't like a fucking unplanned trip. When you don't know that you've done acid, that's when you think you're insane. Have you guys heard the story uh, of Titanic, the day everybody did acid? <laughs> true stories. And uh, I think it's in James Cameron biography, but he talks about how there is a disgruntled crew member who put oh, yeah. acid in the lunch or like in the punch or whatever, and the entire crew ate it. James Cameron was the first to eat it. I'm, su- I'm sure he's a seasoned vet. He was like, we have to cut off, call off the rest of the day because I'm tripping on acid. So the entire crew tripped acid. Yeah. Yeah. They dosed everybody. They liked that movie, High School, that you can see on cable now. <laughs> uh, the Grateful Dead crew used to uh, dose people all the time. So Bill Graham 
the promoter went out of his way to never um, eat or drink anything, and he would only have cokes that he opened himself and kept. And what they did is they fucking put liquid acid on the top of the coke can, and he ended up in the on stage that night, fucking like playing drums and shit. And then he swore that he didn't fucking do that. They didn't get him. He didn't do us. But there's the promoter. Is fucking playing the drums. <laughs> fucking hysterical. Um, Gvac wants to know, uh, Fez, if he can get a list of all the movies that you played today so that he can watch him over the weekend. Well, he's got to talk to Classic Shelb and Chris Stanley. I didn't... I That should not be how you spend your weekend, GVAC. I, I could play him again, GVAC, so you can, you know, get the hints. Rapid fire. You didn't get one, Fez. No. I got seven. That's strong. All I heard was that sick word, and it threw me out of any any kind of trying to guess. All great actors and great films. Mm. Um, here's uh, here's Garth going to run a fish show. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Hey, buddy. All right. So I know you're of a homosexual or asexual, whatever. All right. So you're playing the game, and the fact that you're not answering and not want to play along, it made me say out loud, "Quit being a faggot." And what are you trying to get on the next round? Mark no, that. no, no. <laughs> mark that, Johnny. Don't mark anything, Johnny Tube Steaks. Twelve thirteen. Uh, Why are you bring up Tube Steaks? That's his name. No, it's not. You know it's not. <laughs> That's a horrible name that was made up for him. That makes him feel horrible. Catholic Johnny. Catholic Johnny Tube Steaks. Catholic Johnny came in from the underworld last night. Man, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you feeling, doing? What can we do? Yeah, go ahead, pal. Hey, hey, man. I was just calling this, just to comment on the uh, game show. It's pretty funny. And then to share a fight, like, just, just a quick fact with you guys. The, the, you know that Tyson quote? The crazy thing about it is he wasn't even talking to his opponent. He was actually addressing a journalist at a press conference. Yeah, Tyson was a little fucking crazy there for a while. Yeah, rough couple of years. He had a rough decade. He had a decade that was a little off. He's back big now, though. He's fucking doing great. Well, he's doing a one-man show. Yeah. People are loving it. What's not to love? He's in the Hangover movies. At least the first two. I haven't seen the third one yet. Well, They're all good. When he was in his prime, he's kind of doing a one-man show. Where he would just be the only one in the boxing ring. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the Hangover movies are good. I love those too. Yeah, they those are, are good. Awesome. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them. Yes, Fez. Unmasked with Lisa Kudrow announced yesterday. If you want to be in the audience, respond quickly at theinterobang.com. That's coming up Tuesday, July 23rd. You need to be here at the SiriusXM studios at 11.30 a.m. for Unmasked with Lisa Kudrow on July 23rd. Go to theibang.com. I'm looking forward to this. And she was in that game show thing that I watched last night. Maybe she'd like to play guest the celebrity. <laughs> It's By the way, guess the celebrity God. is the most generic name I've ever heard in my life. It, well, see, it can apply to anything. I know. Why don't you come up with a new game show called Answer the Question? <laughs> it's time to.
to play Answer, Answer the, the Question! question. Dun, 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 dun. All right, do dun, you dun, want a dun. question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, was that the question? <laughs> it was. Yes! So you've got one point. Are you ready to play again? Yes. Yay! Two points. Uh, I'm already down two points. <laughs> Shit. Um, could someone please ask me a question? <laughs> That's a question. It's about four thirty. Ah, uh, damn it. I I had fun, you know, it was a fun time collaborating with Shelby on this one. Um, Jessica, you're on the Run of Fez show. Really excited. Yeah, I'm calling. Did you guys hear um, what Mike Tyson said about George Zimmerman? No, tell us. He said that the only the fact that he hasn't been pulled down this pulled down the street and dragged by a car or shot by the black community is their own fault, and they're just going to let it happen to all children. Mm. Thought that was a setup to a joke. Yeah, I like it. I like what he's all saying. Right. There. I like I what he's saying it because I think it helps restore order and <laughs> gives people a good sense of the law in this country. Agreed. Uh, I wonder if, as like you're saying, that if they're worried about the riots, the best thing to do would be to release this thing maybe like 7 o'clock Sunday morning when they know everybody would be fucking sleeping. Oh, and by the way, Zimmerman's not guilty. So... Uh. What? Peace. I wonder if they could do like a good news, bad news thing. You know? Yeah. Like Zimmerman, not guilty, bad news, good news, free Jay-Z show. You know what I mean? Like something <laughs> that could make everybody like, oh, hey, okay. Hey. All right, just go on the show tonight. Fez, if Zimmerman walks, are you going to riot? Oh, I'll be out in the street. I'll look for whatever protest is out there. Well, you, there, maybe there won't be one. Maybe you'll have to start it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to you organize. Can't, you can't try to do anything. You either do or not do. It's the thing that I'm always trying to point out to these kids here. When you saw What's-His-Name come in, half-ass in it today. Yeah, I think half of it will happen. It's never going to make it. you got to go the whole... Like Higgs did with his game show. Guess the celebrity. Guess the celebrity. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to guess who a celebrity is. And you it, listen. You're going to know one thing: the person you're guessing is fucking famous. That's all you know, and you probably know them. Look, Bradley, you're Bradley Cooper, you're Tom Sizemore. You know, Bam. when you're a celebrity, you're actually celebrated. Yeah, all these like people. people will have a celebration if they see you. Man, excited. I think Zimmerman's walking. He's just going to come out of the court blasting. Celebrating. Just shooting <laughs> the sky. Woo! I'm above the law! See the go I've got a license to kill! <laughs> See the government take these guns away and then he points to his biceps. No, he's gotten a little chubby for that, though. I saw him yesterday. He was just eating a half gallon of ice cream while they were talking about him. That's <laughs> no. I don't Not big. He couldn't wait. He was actually eating with a fucking soup ladle. Good thing I got my friends Ben and Jerry on my side. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a chubby hubby for lunch. Thanks. Just need protein. Mm. Can I get a half scoop? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I was doing the end of it. Well, guess the celebrity, right? <laughs> Classic show. Oh, 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 he Classic actually did that. Show. Can I get a half scoop? 
Someone that thin shouldn't be talking about half stuff. All right, come on. Let's not attack that. Oh, no. Let's not attack people's personal thing. Just glad he thinks I'm thin. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he just, what's, what's, <laughs> what the no, fuck's that about? He just did a thing like uh, he... Limp-wristed. Limp-wristed. If anyone was limp, it was you yesterday when I defended you against Ba and you folded like, uh, like a cheap tent. How did you, um, how did you protect him? I thought the, the, they were on the same side. No. Shelby came and complaining the day before about getting called Big Shelb. There's, I see Zeets in there. See if he wants to play a round of Guess the Celebrity. <laughs> no, you don't, Zeets. <laughs> Zito. Zito, you want to play the new game Guess the Celebrity? Oh, of course I do. No, you don't. All right. See if you can guess this celebrity. Good point, detective. Right? Fucking faggot. Oh, play it again, please. I didn't hear it. <laughs> you heard it fine. Uh, he, he might not have. He's in the other room. There's a delay. Good point, detective. Right? Fucking faggot. I can't quite make it out. See? You're the king, Ron. You run I this know. Fucking game. Although that one I struggled. My first one was Mike Madsen. <laughs> I always get those two confused, though. It's close. It's a great scene, True Romance. Oh, yeah. I love it. We should market this game. I can't wait till Chris does his M bomb edition. Oh God, <laughs> it's fucking racist. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. Hey, you know we're going through a very racial trial right now. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> I love black people. I know you do, dude. I'm sorry that that was said. And hate gays. <laughs> Seems I gotta, like well, you know, we all love gays. I got yeah. a pussy ass cracker Zimmerman shirt coming in the mail. Right. Dude, let me make sure that I Instagram that. Yeah, we're, your new haircut. Yeah, Instagramming, fucking vining, yeah. all that bullshit. I got a free uh, Wheezy shirt, but then Wheezy got out of jail, so now I can't wear it. Dated. Yeah, dated. Yeah, it was dated. Yeah. And Zerman will always be a pussy ass cracker, so I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> that should be the new fucking treat for everybody, pussy ass crackers. Because <laughs> <laughs> who do you feel closest to today? Which person here? Uh, you. Thank you. He just beat you and got the celebrity. You should That's be, right. You should be trying to fucking get... No, know, but I had his back through all that. Oh, okay. Here's to you, Fez. Sometimes it feels like me and you against the world, buddy. Everyone else just wants to hear the other F word. Over and over and again. say it a lot, too. Yeah. Can you believe how bad Zito did in his round of guesting celebrity? <laughs> no, he was awful. I had no idea what the yeah. fuck was going on. I was, it was, I was very poor at it, but I feel like if they, like I could do better. I he has the concentration of another F word. <laughs> See the way I say it, Fez? Yeah. I don't say still. the whole thing. He could, he could play another round with him if he wants. If he wants to redeem himself. Here we go. Paging Dr. Faggot! Everybody knows that one. Oh, yes. I do know that one. That's Bradley Cooper. There you go. Redeemed yourself. So a lot of times, um, Zeets dresses up like Bradley Cooper for his girlfriend. Is it still your girlfriend or is it fiancé, Zeets? Still my girlfriend. But you're thinking about... You guys moved in together, though, right? No, not yet. But it, it's going that way. It's probably going to happen. It's, we're got to wait for leases to end and whatnot. Okay. Just break the lease. Fuck it. It's a lot of money. Just set the place you, on fire. Um, <laughs> here's Gary. You're on the Run of Fest show. Oh, yeah, Ron. Sound like a million bucks. Oh, thanks. 
Uh, hey, Fez, uh, when uh, Zimmerman is uh, acquitted of second-degree murder, are you going to cry on the air? I think everybody should cry if he's acquitted. Well, what about you? What are you going to do? I I will be shocked. I'm I am I will go through an entire range of emotions of shock and anger and yes, absolute sadness. The problem is, says is when you listen to the trial, everything I hear, you base everything on emotion as opposed to the facts. I have given nothing but facts in this. All I keep hearing from you is I feel this, and when they when. When the mother say that. cried, I, I, I felt so bad for her. Yeah, I, I heard know? him say that, too. Yeah, that is... I do feel bad for someone who had their 17-year-old kid shot dead through no fault of his own just because he was walking no down a sidewalk. Just because he got racially profiled. Not racially profiled? Yes. Somebody at the house, the neighborhood was getting broken into. Not Here's by Trayvon Martin. Uh, did you know that? Did he know that? Did any of them know that? Trayvon was visiting. Him and his and him and his dad were visiting. Walking down the sidewalk, was visiting. He wasn't at the house. He was walking through. He went to the store and was going back to his dad's girlfriend's house. But did a Zimmerman guy know that? No, he just saw. Him so you can just shoot anybody you don't know. You'd even know how ridiculous and racist you sound. Oh, it's not ridiculous at all. You can shoot anybody, anyone you assume is up to no good, you can just start shooting. That's I what you said, just said. No, I didn't. That not, Zimmerman Fez. didn't know what he was doing, so that's you're why being, he got shot. You're being a little I emotional, never, Fez. I never said, Fez, that he can shoot somebody. Now, I'll tell you right now, I've had a concealed carry permit for many years. That I makes you a racist well, and Hopefully, Fez. you'll get to shoot a 17 year old boy one day. Your dream will come true, just like Zimmerman's well, did. Well, that, that's very bold of you to say, Fez. I appreciate uh, your faith in humanity. But you know what? Everybody who uh, owns a gun and carries a gun does not act that way. You know, the way you compliment... Oh, so you're saying that Zimmerman acted bad. wrongly. Thank you. I didn't say he acted wrongly. I said everybody who carries a gun... Doesn't, doesn't act, act like Zimmerman. May I finish my statement, please? I don't care if you do or not. Okay. Not everybody who carries a gun. The majority of the people, the great, great majority... Never, ever pull it out. Never have a reason to. Don't even think about it. I don't think about pulling it out. The only <laughs> reason I carry one is when I live up here in northern Virginia, twice I've walked into armed robberies. I, I'm not about to be shot for something that I, I just happened to walk into. Well, if you're being responsible, that's why you're not the one on trial, well, and George Zimmerman is. When you, when you walked into the armed robbery, did you come out blasting? Nope, so, I actually had the gun pointed in my face for who was robbing him. So the gun the did you no good? The guy just ran right past me. I didn't have a gun at the time then. Okay. Well, if it helps, makes no sense. there was a period where Jennifer Aniston was racially profiled. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it happened. Her hair was fantastic in that. Love the Rachel cut. Yeah, it was called the Rachel, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just felt bad for that guy's friend getting his arm stoned multiple times. <laughs> you know, um... I'm always anytime I uh, I read a Brad Pitt like interview, I'm always ready for him to say is you know one thing I miss is uh, eating out Jennifer Aniston's ass, <laughs> you know because I figure he must have done it, you know I mean it must have been fantastic. I know, but he never brings it up. I think she'll take me back, interviewer. Interviewer, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not even gonna take the time to learn my name and you sit here and have a conversation. <laughs> you just call me interviewer. I'm Brad Pitt. Um, human being, can I ask you a question? 
Which one? Which one? <laughs> that should be on the next guest, the celebrity. Mark that. Mark everything right now. Yeah. Um, Garth, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I, I was just listening to that little argument, and uh, Fez is accusing that guy of his dream being to shoot a 17-year-old boy. Isn't that Fez's dream? I don't want to shoot anyone. Shoot with quotation marks. In a 17-year-old. He's done a gay joke. For wow, me. he had to go a long way for that one. No. Uh, Michael, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Sound like a million Skittles. Hypocrite Fez, I got a question <laughs> for you. They called him a crazy ass cracker. I didn't That's call him that. Yeah, you did. Trayvon did. No, you also did, though. And uh, I think again, it was creepy ass. I wish you would have said this yeah. crazy ass C word. Other C word. Because yeah. exactly. I got called cracker one time by a black kid. And I go, you think that matches this word? And I, I dropped one on him. <laughs> like that. So Fez, if he had called him a crazy-ass faggot, you would be up in arms, but he called him crazy, and that's okay? You're not offended by that? I, I don't think calling someone a name is a reason to shoot them. Oh my George God, Zimmerman God. is is calling Trayvon Martin a fucking punk. He's calling him an asshole. He's calling, he's calling a kid walking back from the store the suspect. Well, if it helps, there, there's still the period where Ross from Friends is Rossily profiled. <laughs> I don't know. It's not one of these jokes works. <laughs> <laughs> not one. <laughs> I mean, I went for Rachelly profiled. I thought that. I thought that was close. But <laughs> That's fucking. What, what, what's his name? Um, here's Andrew. You're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. All right. Fezzi, I, I had a quick question for you. This is touching on something you were talking about yesterday and today also. You know, you're talking about this Trayvon being in a hoodie and, 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 and automatically making assumptions, being racist if you see a black male in a hoodie. I really think that, unfortunately, that in today's society, with everything that's been going on, if you see a black male in a hoodie, it's, it's an assumption you automatically make just the same way if you were looking at a guy in a white hood, you would assume that that guy's part of the KKK and is a racist. It's just the reality of, this, of, of, of the world we're living in now. Everybody wears hoodies. Not everybody walks around in clan gear. You're a hundred percent right, but it, it's become almost like a uniform that these people, you know, if, if oh, these if people, I'm not these people. All right, Fezzi, Opie wears a fucking these... hoodie all the time. Yeah, and... well, you know, Opie's a Opie's a Opie's no, I, and I've oh. never shot him. I've never looked up and said we're in I'm always afraid sometimes when I'm listening in the morning that Anthony's going to whip out his concealed carry and shoot him because he's got that hoodie on. But, the but I mean, is... really, the hoodie thing is ridiculous. You got to get past that. We care how people are dressed. His name's David Schwimmer. That's that's Ross from Friends. I just just remembered right now. What do you want to break for it now, Hicks? Because we're fucking get, got the show moving. We have, huh? we have to break. If it isn't, yeah. you know, we have to take forever to play the other F word game that you put together. But once we're up and moving with Fez's thing, the trial, do you want to break? What is it, Fez? Coming up a little bit later on the Run and Fez show, Unmasked with Tony Hale. We'll be playing the Tony Hale for first responders. That's at Mr. Tony Hale on Twitter. At Mr. Tony Hale. And what are we giving up? We have a signed copy of the first season of Veep. All right. Nice. Sure hope that Zimmerman gets acquitted. I mean, he's supposed to be a guest on Unmasked next month, so. I'd love to have him on. Everyone just got more in hoods. 
Whoa. <laughs> these people wear these people wearing the hoods out there. Of course, they're going to end up with a hole in their heads. <laughs> I'm a concealed weapons holder myself. Uh, Pips is back. Pips got back. Yeah. Pips, you didn't have to come in for a couple hours. No, that's all right, Ron. I want to be here. Is your girlfriend okay? Yeah, things are looking okay. Uh, you too. I don't know what it is. If you two should fucking take the stage name Outbreak. That's how, <laughs> how sick you guys get. Uh, we will break here uh, back in just a little bit. As we said, Tony Hale coming up. I think we're going to... Uh, Max Borges is going to stop in. And he hasn't even told us what, but new kind of gadget stuff. I believe so, yeah. New gadget stuff? Gadgety. Appy, maybe. I don't know what it is. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Tez Wally. Yeah. This is the, the Ron and Fez show. If I fall short. If I don't make the grade If your expectations aren't met in me today There's always tomorrow Or tomorrow night Hang in there baby Sooner or later I know I'll get it right Please don't give up on me. Oh, please don't. There it is, artist of the day, the great Salmon Burke, Philadelphia's own Salmon Burke. Uh, up on the iBang today. Hey, we just announced this. Uh, the next tickets for Unmasked, Lisa Kudrow, come in, and she's going to do an hour. We'll have a live audience. We're going to talk about uh, everything that's happened, and we're leaving five empty chairs in case that's the day of the uh, friends reunion announcement which will make that room the center of the show business universe this is exciting it is isn't it it's really exciting losing my shit yeah get on our uh on our team upstairs right away get it out it looks like there's going to be a friends reunion announcement because they're talking about nbc has offered them the show back NBC has said, look, we don't know how to do TV anymore. Just bring back the 90s when we did. <laughs> you guys are massive. Yeah. Please, please help <laughs> us. I got on the uh, elevator yesterday and was going downstairs, and a guy from NBC, he goes, oh, I recognize your voice. And he introduces himself, and he goes, I work here at NBC. I go, how do things look this year? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh. He could not even come up. With a good. All you gotta do is great. That's all you gotta say. Well, you know. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, uh, go over to the interrobang.com, sign up for tickets. Hey, uh, Nico is in here. What up? Uh, used to work with us. Now you're a nurse? That's right. Okay. I got out of this horrid business mm -hmm. of radio, and I decided, hey, I want to do something better. You know, do something for the... Give back to the community. Well, dude, if you wanted to wipe our asses or... <laughs> Uh, get us juice. You could have done that. You didn't need to I go paid, get a nursing degree. Yeah, I paid thirty six thousand dollars to learn how to wipe an ass. It Is was, that how much it cost you? Yeah. It was it was good though. But mm. my first experience with an ass wipe was horrendous because it was a three hundred pound guy, 
and he and I, I had to roll him over, and then I saw this like giant mount. I was like, I don't even know what to do. Front to back, front to back. I know, but I when when I came there, <laughs> everyone. I was like, how do I wipe my own ass? And I couldn't remember, and I was just like, I got very panic stricken. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nurse, though, so I you know. can't get panicked. Well, You're was, not a real nurse. That was You're the not a real first nurse. time. Yeah, a real nurse that says this is nothing, I don't think about it. <laughs> that giggling, or <laughs> running down the size of the person. This is a sick person that yeah. you shouldn't be fucking trashing. Didn't you realize this was going to come up on the job <laughs> before you paid the 36 grand? <laughs> That's an obvious question you just got. Yeah, I did. But... You, just until you experience it, it's just—it's like learning how to be a parent, I guess. Um, not really. No. Um, nothing at all like that. Max <laughs> Borges is here. Max, good to see you. By the way, the Great last time you that you're in, uh, everybody went crazy for you being on the show, talking about making it in the business world. Max has his own company. Uh, what is the ex exact name of your company? It's called Max, Max Borges Agency. And for some reason, after you were in here, everyone now wants to work for you. We got a lot of people applying for <laughs> jobs. <laughs> um, I know Liz says Fire wanted to work for you. I don't know. Uh, Fez, would, would you give her a recommendation? You're not getting one from me, Max. Don't do it. He had a fight with her yesterday. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think she's great. Uh, but what what's you were going to tell us about some of the new products that you guys are pushing? Because all you work with is technical stuff. All I work with is consumer electronics products, and so uh, so yeah, I I actually brought a bag of uh, of goodies here today that I can uh, that I can tell you about. I mean, you we haven't had anyone do this since uh, Leo Lepore. Uh, the, the show. Oh, Leo Laporte. I love Leo Laporte. He's yeah, like my idol. He knows, and, and this was like uh, years ago. He was on with us, I think, at NEW, and he knew about everything that's coming out. Because I guess in your business, you have to be constantly ready to upgrade, Max. Yeah, you, absolutely. And yeah. like Leo, Leo is a guy who we reach out to and try to uh -huh. you know, get him to talk about the products that we represent. So he's uh, he's really a great guy. Um, but you, when people come into your office and say, I want you to represent me, yep. you try out the product, and then you have to know whether it's going to work or not. Oh, yeah. We, we try out the product. We test the product. Um, you know, we have to look at how it compares to other products in that category, and, and then, you know, we have to figure out how we're going to market it mm -hmm. uh, to people and help them be successful. And a lot of the times, these companies are coming in, and, and they're really putting all of their... Uh, uh, all of their hope on the work that we're doing and getting the the word out because a lot of times uh, you know they're putting their product for sale on a website or on Amazon.com and they're hiring us to do the the PR and uh, the publicity for it and that's it. So and a lot of it has to happen fast, right? It has a lot to happen very fast because yeah. a lot of times these guys don't have a lot of money mm -hmm. to uh, to go for too long unless they start selling a lot of product quickly. Yeah, what would you recommend, like? Let's suppose I wanted to put out a new product. What am I going to look for as a budget to try to get people to understand how much, you know, that I'm out there? I come up with some kind of cool app or I do something new. Do I need a giant budget to get going? You're, to get the product? You know, it depends on the product. It depends the way you go about it. I mean, you know, there's some people that get apps done for almost nothing because... Mm -hmm. A, they got a great idea, and then they can sell some developer into doing it for equity in their company, and then they basically get launched for almost little or no 
money at all, but you're going to have to have a really good idea and be able to sell it, you know? And, uh, and I've seen people, uh, you know, I think I might've told you the story about the guy with the luggage scale. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, he, he, he built up that company with very little money. I thought that was a genius idea though. It it was a great idea. It was, you know, like a fish scale for, for luggage and uh, digital. He got it made in China very cheap. And, you know, for I think about a thirty thousand dollar investment, he was he was up and running, had all his products sold before uh, it even hit the docks here in the U.S. So, uh, and now he's got a business that does very well. So, you know, it's it's all about the idea. There's big ideas that take a lot of money, mm-hmm. and there's you know big ideas that don't take a lot of money. And no one knows. I mean, it's really up to the public, right? It's up to the public whether they go. Here's something we want because. You know, we've got so many things that we've already needed, but it's what you want that's more difficult to guess. You yeah, know? A- a- absolutely. And that's where, you know, you get into, uh, you know, what they call the lean method and, and, and minimum viable product, MVP. So it's mm-hmm. getting technical. But what that means is what is the minimum product that you can get out there for early adopters to try out and check out, give you a response, so then you could develop the product and build it based on the response that you're getting from the public. It's a lot easier, obviously, to do with software, online apps than Mm -hmm. it is with hardware, but that's how a lot of these guys do it. They get an app out there that doesn't have all the bells and whistles that they ultimately want, but people start to try it out, give them feedback, and based on that feedback, they develop it, make it better and better and better, and eventually turn it into something that's successful. Uh, what do you got with you now, Max? What do you so, got to play with? We've got a few, a few fun things here. Uh, from Urban Ears, the Slussen. Now, this funny-looking product, it looks like a little horseshoe. Mm-hmm. You, you plug one end of it into your iPhone, and then you plug uh, speakers into one of the little uh, eighth-inch jacks, headphones into the other, and you actually can become a DJ with just this one little item. So it turns your iPhone into a DJ system. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can monitor through your headphones and then blast it out to a pair of speakers. So it's really the world's smallest And uh, you're just DJ sitting there with, like, with your thumbs trying to... Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you just have to download uh, some software, so, uh, an app. And uh, and this costs fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks. Let me take a look at this. It is Urban Ears, and uh, the oddest thing is that we have these dance parties in here all the time, and it's the. They're about to get better. Yeah, these people are uh, so locked into this lifestyle now. They're obsessed. Now, Hicks, you could sit there and spin just using your thumbs. Oh, hell yeah. This would be perfect for you. Definitely. All right, that's Urban Ears. Urban Ears. Now, what would the target market be here? We're looking at young kids. We're looking at college age, younger. I think it's going to be college and and younger. Anybody who really, you know, wants to uh, mix their own beats. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we had this yesterday for uh, Mafia Life Chris's kids who... For some reason, just sit and stare at speakers. And I'm not even making that up. He's three and a half, and he just wants to look at speakers. It's weird. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> He'll be a club kid. Uh, a couple times they even went, is that okay that he's doing that? <laughs> you think he's... All right, what's the next one you got, Max? All right, the next thing I got is from... Why things? It's an activity tracker. I don't know if you've seen these before. There's, there. It, it, it's becoming a pretty popular category, but this particular one is really the best one uh, on the market. And it uh, it analyzes your sleep, your heart rate, 
your activity throughout the day, the food that you eat, and puts it all together on their app, on your phone, in a really nice way so that you can really uh, analyze you know, what you're doing, what you're eating, uh, how you're moving, and how that's affecting your overall wow. health. Um, and uh, and this, uh, this is really kind of wave of the future for people who are interested in, in keeping an eye on, uh, on, how, uh, on how they're doing uh, health-wise. Now, this thing, so let me take a look at it. And it's uh, an opportunity. And you're going to have this on where? Where will you be wearing this? Uh, you just wear it like on your belt or... You know, and you literally you wear it even as you sleep. Yep. And it'll, it'll in the morning, it'll actually tell you um, how many hours of REM sleep you've had. What? Yes, how sir. does it figure that out? Is it in my brain? It's, it's magic. <laughs> All right. What's the name of the product again? It's the Why Things Activity Tracker. It's the Pulse. I actually am amazed by this. Now... Here's the bad thing, Chris. Yeah. You're going to feel depressed at first. When you look at this, <laughs> you will say to yourself, I am not doing enough. I'm not getting enough sleep. The only thing that I put a lot of activity in is the eating. But then then you will at least have the information. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be informed. Um, I'd love to give this to Fez and see if we could ever get it off a flat line. Just... Um, <laughs> Because I think that his best sleep is during the show. And I think that's going to show up with this. This is the most amazing thing that I've seen yet because, you know, there's so many of these things that you write are supposed to write into your phone, right? But this thing is going to do it for you. It's going to keep an eye on you throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. And, and then tell you how, how you did. For example, you know, they recommend that you try to um, take 10,000 steps a day. And so this is going to track, you know, how many steps you take each day and make sure that you're, uh, you're getting enough activity just throughout your day, walking to work, walking to lunch, you right. know, whatever it is you're doing. And hopefully uh, it will inspire you a little bit to walk a little farther. Now you might take the long way to lunch. You'll go around the block. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll think twice about going to the place right downstairs and maybe go a few blocks extra to just get that exercise in and get your 10,000 steps in and keep you healthy. The weird thing is I bet people from the suburbs will be amazed how little they walk. Because when they come to New York and visit, yeah. they're exhausted. <laughs> it's true. And they blister and they cramp here. And they're like, I can't keep doing this. And I go, what are you talking about? Because just regular walking, because you have a tendency to, you know, to drive from your house to work and then to the mall, and you don't realize that you're really not walking much. But in the city, we'll be like, oh, yeah, it's only, you know, like 18 blocks head up there. Yeah. Well, that's really like taking a half hour walk, but people don't, I mean, like, a, you know, a half mile or something. But people don't pay attention to that in the city because they're just doing shit while they're walking around. This is going to embarrass a lot of people. <laughs> but it's also going to be able to, to force people to see the truth. Yeah, and, and I think that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, getting a better understanding of exactly what you're doing or not doing. And you're right. You know, some people don't realize how little they move. Right. And and this will, you know, help you get a better sense of that and make some better life choices. Well, I think everybody is surprised when they find out how much they actually eat uh, and how little they sleep. The REM sleep, that's... Uh, that's something we never would normally know, right? 
I mean, yeah. you think, yeah, I don't know why I'm tired. I slept last night. But you don't remember whether you had a restless sleep or a good sleep. Yeah. You're a nurse. You yeah, should you, know this. you got to make it to the REM sleep if you want to feel well-rested in the morning. But how do you do that? How do you properly do that? A lot of it probably has to do with you're eating wrong or, in the case of Hicks, drink, uh, drinking and smoking <laughs> right before bed. They <laughs> claim wrong. that a cigarette late at night, it, it's kind of, it gives you a speedier sleep. What? No. How? I've heard that from people. It increases oh. your heart rate. I don't Right, you're having a nurse say that right now. <laughs> I don't need these nurses telling me what to do. So you didn't know that? I had no clue. I'm, I always smoke a cigarette right before I go to sleep, and when right after I wake up, and during the day. And by the way, you're always tired. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> I feel like I, I get no sleep, like five hours. All right, I love this one. That's amazing. Yeah, this is a cool one. All right, what else we got, Max? All right, so this next next product I have here is called Golf Sense. Do you golf? I haven't golfed in a while because right, I'm living you, here in the city. You, you may start now. What this does is you put on this special glove that has a special sensor on it, right? Uh-huh. And it does a 3D analyzation of your swing, which will, which you can look at on your iPhone, your iPad, or your computer. And uh, and then what it does is it tells you how, how your swing can improve. So if you look at that picture right mm -hmm. there. Um, it does. It does a complete 3D um, analyzation of your swing, and uh, and then helps you become a better uh, a better golfer. So it'll improve my slice because I'm constantly slicing my ball. Yeah, it'll make your slice slicer. <laughs> well, you're a golfer, right? Yeah. Uh, you realize in this game that you have to do the exact thing every time. A lot of people just the reason why you're slicing is because what? Well, I'm turning my body. Yeah. There's no focus for you. No. But do you know exactly how you're turning your body? No, I have no idea. I know I'm doing it, but I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing. Have you ever taken a lesson? Uh, yeah, and they they told me to stop playing. Really? That bad? <laughs> you're herky-jerky? Would you try Golf Sense first? Oh, def definitely. I'm now, if he takes us out to the range, it works the same way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could take it out on, on the golf course for, for 18 holes and... And then go back and look at all the data and see, uh, you know, where you did well and where you didn't. We're living in the future, dude. Yeah. We're living in the future. Indeed. Um, Golf Sense is this one. This is crazy. So as long as he's wearing the glove, it's going to track him. Exactly. And it'll feed that info right to the right to the iPhone where you can... Analyze it really right on the fly, right there, right, right, right while you're standing at the hole. All right, we're going to send you out to do this one. All right, I'm I'm ready. Even if you just go out and just hit a bucket of balls first, there's no sense <laughs> yeah. in you know going overboard here. Yeah. And I would love to see just how bad you are at this. <laughs> Shot a 200 on nine holes. <laughs> <laughs> one of them he went backwards. <laughs> I I I I love this one. Uh, because this is, the the weirdness of this, is this is the kind of shit that they used to hire all kinds of people to do for you. Yeah, it saved me a lot of money. I don't know. I mean, you're not exactly <laughs> a pro. All right, what else we got? So, uh, la last but not least, I have got the SMS headphones. These are 50-cent headphones. Oh, fitties. Right. Fitty. Half dollar. So, uh, 45 
So yeah, these are uh, SMS stands for Studio Mastered Sound, mm -hmm. and um, you know, f uh, uh, unlike some of the other um, artists who are involved with headphone companies, um, Fifty actually is the CEO of this company. Is that right? And and is owner of this company. So he's he's not just uh, just uh, supporting the the headphones. He's actually running the company. I drink and his water. Excellent. Yeah, that vitamin water is yeah. delicious. Yeah, especially and grape flavor. And so, uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, it's five and fifties. Let's go. And so, uh, so these headphones, you know, he worked with uh, with a lot of guys in the studio to really be able to to recreate that studio sound, uh -huh. so that when you're, you know, wherever you are on an airplane on the street, uh, you know, wh wherever you listen to to the music, you're getting that same. Uh, uh, studio mastered sound that you get in the studio, and and they look fantastic. They fold up. How new is this product? They're very durable. Uh, this pair of headphones. Um, these came out, I think, about a month ago. He, he's mm. had he's had headphones out now right. for about uh, over a year, but but this particular model came out about a month ago. So he actually runs this company, and is part of the design project, part of the engineering oh, of it. Absolutely. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. He's, he's involved every step of the way. And he's been shot ten times. Unlike a lot of other CEOs <laughs> who've never been shot at all. Would never have survived. He actually was in here not too long ago. Uh, who kid works at Shade 45 and is always on the road with him, right? Yeah, he's his, he's his DJ. It's, uh, yeah, him and two, who kid are tight. So who kid is a full-time <laughs> DJ? Yeah, he has the show, his, his show here uh -huh. at Shade 45. And then he goes all around the world DJing parties. Like he was, I believe he was just in Dubai, and yeah. then he goes like literally all over the world, just getting paid to DJ parties. Well, he ought to fix his driver's license so they stop coming, <laughs> and, stop coming and arresting him during the show. So he does all that crazy shit, and then he's afraid of me and says I look like a gangster. Mm -hmm. All right, that's right. Well, I'm going to be wearing these glasses and uh, these uh, headphones in front of Who Kid. So I can fit in with some of the guys over at Shade 45. <laughs> They're going to give you big ups, is what South goes. Is that the two of them together? Yeah, it's 50 and uh, Who Kid. Let's see if you get any pictures of uh, Fitty with these headphones on. Okay. Ever seen DJ Who Kid's uh, Instagram? I, I just feel depressed looking at it. He's going to different places all over the world. There's hot chicks. Yeah. All his yeah, living in, yeah, but nurses don't get no. people like that. No. This is bullshit. There is. All right, there he is. Who's that with him? Looks like uh, possibly Slater from Say by the Bell. Okay, good. That's good that they're <laughs> they're hanging out together. Yeah, they're partying. <laughs> um, all right, these are cool. We'll put up links to these as well. Uh, Hicks, which one would uh, do you dig the most? I like. I I really am curious as to see how bad my lifestyle is because I know I'm ju I just destroy myself on a daily basis. No joke. And I would I would like to to rock the the why things. I like to also see if we couldn't hook this up to your nostrils to see what. I just don't know whether you're snorting stuff or you're shooting stuff, but you do. You are the unhealthiest lifestyle of anyone I've ever met. Yeah, I I. I it's, Pell the metal here. I don't think it tracks drug and alcohol use, but, <laughs> but I am going to make that suggestion yeah. to the manufacturer. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think that's a good idea, and that's yeah. what I'm talking about when I said you know ideas come in and yeah. then you develop your product, and this is a good a good way I think to take this product to another level. I, I I'm I'm kind of crazy about this uh, product as well. 
I just find it insane that we now can do shit without thinking about it, that you just set it up, and this will now keep an eye on you. The food stuff is always amazing because you never realize, like yesterday, some pizza came in, and then we each had a cannoli. Mm. But, but mm. by the way, when you get done with that, you probably find out now you shouldn't eat any more food what? for another three weeks. <laughs> and you're like, but it's little. It's a cannoli. How come I'm so tiny? Yeah. So delicious. Hurt you. Are you at the point now where you, you get concerned about your health at all? or? Not yet. Well, actually, when I got bronchitis, mm -hmm. and that uh, that kind of weirded me out because, and, pl and plus, with all smoking all the e-cigarettes, right? That got me like, oh Jesus, I, I I haven't had bronchitis in years, and I was like, where like is my immune system just breaking down? I think that this thing is just going to go off immediately, and <laughs> it's just going to start blinking emphysema. <laughs> I wouldn't blame it. You actually need that there's some kind of oxygen tent that shoots out of the end of this <laughs> over top of you. Uncut. What are most people looking for with their products? What, are, what When you know something hits, it's because the, the people out there are looking for what? Are they looking for fun? Are they looking a way to maximize their lifestyle? What do most people want? Man, that's a hard, hard question yeah. to answer. I, you know, I, I think a lot of times people are looking for you know something new, something different, something you know exciting, you know whatever that thing is. But you know nowadays, um, you know it's that it's that long tail theory where it's not just one product; it's mm -hmm. a lot of different products. You know, it used to be three channels on TV, and now there's right. hundreds. There used to be, you know, a couple local radio stations, and now there's Sirius XM. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, there, everything has become very focused on, you know, individuals' tastes and, and the quality and the technology that's available for individuals and for what they need um, has be be become very, very focused. And our ability to create uh, products and not have to sell millions of them to be profitable uh, is is phenomenal and makes it easy to easier to, uh, to to make products that are more focused on what people's individual needs are. So you could really look at a kind of niche product now as something that is profitable and because the companies are smaller, they don't need to go out there and you know, become the new G E E G E. Yeah, product. exactly. And the development costs are less. You know, mm. you might be able to create a new product for you know, if it's a software product for next to nothing. If it's a hardware product, it could be as little as twenty, thirty thousand dollars, or maybe a few hundred thousand dollars, which is really not a lot of money to develop and start selling. You know, a physical electronic product. And if you go and, and you get something off the shelf in, in China from a factory and you just make some small technical changes and put a name on it, then, you're, you again, you're getting into it for, for next to nothing. So there's a lot of ways to do that. And there's companies that get started that way. They, they take stuff that's um, that's off the shelf, that's basically uh, the, the factories in China say, hey, look, this is our line of products that we have. We'll put your name on it. Um, and they start getting a product like that uh, moving, making some money off of it. And then as they move forward in their business, Business and 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 develop some good distribution channels. And then they start developing their own products and putting a little bit more money back into the original development of of cool products. Here's what's weird, though, Max. You kind of have to be a futurist now, though, right? You have oh, to yeah. look at the what the market is today, six months from now, a year from now. Which, unlike if you were bringing out a product in the '70s, 
you knew like here's reality. But if you look at it now, I, I, I was actually reading this book about the last presidential campaign. Everything had changed between in the four years of how to reach people. And like Facebook was not a big deal in 2008 and in in 2012 that's where they put most of their money in trying to reach people so every product has to think where am i where's the world going to be a year from now absolutely and i think that's a really important skill for anybody to develop in their life is to be able to see, to, to think about and look into the future and figure out what's coming down, whether that be, you know, what new product is or, yeah. or what's going to happen to the company that you're, you're, you're working in. How many people have worked at companies that they knew was going down the drain? They didn't do anything about it. Yeah, that's so true. You, you, have to, you have to look into the future and know what's coming so you don't wake up one day and have some excuse for why you failed but that's what's weird about being good at anything because it may not matter in a couple of years like the ability to learn and adapt is way more important now than having a certain skill set no matter what job you're talking about yeah that's it's it's absolutely true i mean now more than ever you can't just go to college and then you know what you know and you go right. to work and you do it you have to keep learning and keep growing and keep adapting and keep looking into the future and keep questioning whatever it is you're doing because you may be successful today but don't get comfortable because tomorrow it may be all over that's you chris that's yeah. what i'm talking about <laughs> wait what now when you hear stuff like this fez even though you haven't been paying attention does that weird you out because i know that we call you groundhogs day because you want to have the same day over and over it does weird me out and you know i see all the great gadgets and stuff here and i know that not one of them will go with my phone but i Why don't know you get a new phone <laughs> but i don't want to give this up but i'm used to it i like it i'm what, what exactly is it. your phone it's a flip phone from 2005. Oh, my God. Now, 2005 in phone technology is really the same as a horse and buggy. It's like your Amish. Why? It's just, I'm comfortable with it. I know that you say that you're comfortable, but to make a call, and I'm not making this up, he has to leave the building. Yeah. I, you leave the building because yeah. you can't. See, you can look right now. There's absolutely no signal on this phone. Well, let me say, I'm surprised the phone company still supports that technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's some ancient carriers. Yeah, I don't think if I tower. took it, if I went to get a new phone, I, I don't think they could transfer my uh, directory in there. No. There's a picture absolutely of the cast not. of Cheers on the front of this. This is how long. <laughs> It's your wallpaper fence? Oh, my God. <laughs> this goes back a ways. But why, what makes you, like, not want to, isn't it fun to get new stuff? No, because, not at all. <laughs> now, let me also say this, and this is not made up. When Fez goes home, he turns off his cell phone. And then you can only reach him on his house phone, his what? landline, yeah. People still have landlines? Yeah, yes. he does. And then I will always call his phone, and I'm like, fuck, where is he? And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> and I call the other phone. Hello? <laughs> because it's actually uh, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, technophobia or whatever. If I go get a smartphone, 
I'm afraid that it's like going By to way, ring, and I'm not even going to f- be able to figure out how to answer it. Saying <laughs> smartphone instead of phone uh-huh. goes to show you're also stuck <laughs> yeah. in 2005. That's, That's like saying a motorized jalopy. It's just <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. But what is the, the the fear is what? That I'm not going to be able to figure out how to make it work. That I'm not going to be able to figure out. I feel stupid around new technology, and that's a bad feeling. You just you just touch it. Yeah, it's touch screen. Yeah. Or swipe or touch. Now, how's your VCR working? Is that you still that's fine. have the tapes? <laughs> Do you still have a VCR? Yes. What? He watches tapes. What? I've got I've got some videotapes I'll bring you next time. <laughs> Thank you. Then there'll be yeah. something for everybody. It's exactly. let the puppies breathe. You're bringing yeah. that in. <laughs> Take a gander out. Can you still buy tapes? Do you yeah. go have you bought like a new tape? Yeah, at a flea market. <laughs> On eBay maybe. <laughs> that is the, the the craziest thing. So when this comes in and Max talks about all these things, anxiety is what you feel. Absolutely, because like you know, like the thing that tracks your sleep and your walking and your food content, that sounds fantastic, but I would stare at it and that little tiny device would terrify me because I know I'm not going to figure it out and then I have to like call Ron or Chris and say, "Could you please do this?" You never do that though. I mean, you No, that's why cuz I don't upgrade. Mm. It's got no signal. It's a lot. It's 14 blank VHS, VHS tapes. <laughs> 30 bucks. Record all your shows. Free standard shipping. Here's uh, Mark. You're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ron, if you can't get a hold of Fez on his on his cell phone or his home phone, do you, do you hit, try to beep him on his beeper? No, I just shoot off a flare. <laughs> I rocked a beeper up into 2001. <laughs> Is that right? You were the last guy with a beeper? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> It was like $2 or something for the year. Like something ridiculous. I had a beeper. All I got was my mom calling me. Nobody called. Not even your dealer? No. no. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to have Tony Hale at 2 o'clock. The Unmasked today is Tony Hale. And first responders, we have a uh, signed Doc Gooden. Signed Doc Gooden going up to the first Responders. We have Doc, the Duck Gooden Ball is for the Weekender question. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And we have the first season of Veep, signed oh. by Tony Hale, okay. for, for first responders at Mr. Tony Hale. Mr. Tony Hale. He's a funny guy. You're going to like this unmask uh, with him. Uh, what is it, Chris? You're writing over there. Just tell me. Uh, just give me a time where we have to go to break. Do we have to minute. break now, or are we taking it to the limit? It's a limit. We can limit it up. You know what? You should uh, do from the best of when we did the entrepreneur show that we put Max on. Who all did we have on that show? That was Max, Tito, Pat LaFrida, Mark Cuban, and... Oh, the guy from Elector Records, Jack Holtz. Jack Holtzman. Yeah. So this was this is uh, I did this up for you so you can see what Success Radio would have sounded like. Nice. We did a, a complete entrepreneur show. Jack Holtzman is one of my favorite people in the world because he started Electra Records, but before that, he uh, 
had this thing, and he made a bunch of money. He was the guy who came up with sound effects records. So everything that you've ever heard on the radio with glass breaking and all that, he's the guy who thought, hey, we could put those on record forms. Brilliant. And they sold. Yeah. Brilliant. People used to also have them just for their houses. <laughs> I can't like even imagine. He was telling producers. me that he sold millions of these albums. Uh, and then he found the doors, and uh, after that happened, you know, he was uh, one of the biggest record companies, I guess, of all time. Sold that out and retired very low. Well, he's still on the board of, of directors of Sony, I believe, now. But he's an incredibly uh, interesting guy. He's very few guys that are like really good at entrepreneurship and then also engineering. Like He came in here and was like looking over everything that we had. I was like, really? You run that to that? I'm like, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I talk into this thing, and the rest of it doesn't interest me. Um, here is uh, Kevin. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, I just wanted to ask uh, Fez, does it say Bell, Bell Mobile on the side of your phone? Chip! The old Bell Mobile. Uh, Bruce in Texas, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, so I got this idea for an app, but I don't know how to write an app or anything i'm not that savvy so i want to know how do i go about getting in touch with somebody like i think it would be good for amazon maybe and pitching it as an idea for them you see what i'm saying like i don't so know you think you have this fantastic idea uh that could make a lot of money but you don't know how to make it or reach any of the business people well i mean yeah you really shot the shit out of that but yeah it's, no but it's, i'm uh, saying that's the thing you have this idea but you don't know how to even make it yourself or how to present it to someone without them going i'll just take that idea for myself yeah that that's kind of it like if i call amazon and pitch it and then they go i don't know and then six months later they're running your idea for an app mm. Well, is it, is it an idea that only works good, uh, f will only work with an online retailer like Amazon, or is it something that can stand on its own? It could probably stand on its own. It's it's uh, it's an app for kids on uh, you know tablets. A lot of parents are buying their kids tablets, and it's uh, it's an idea for kids to uh, promote learning on a tablet. Oh, that's great! So, so look, uh, uh, there's. There's, I, I don't know the names of them off the top of my head, but I think if you Google app developers, you will find lots of different uh, ways of hooking up with app developer, developers online. And, and you could talk to them about your idea and, uh, and hopefully work out some kind of a deal. And depending on how good an idea it is and how much work it is to create it and how much the developer you talk to believes in it, um, you, know, you might be able to get them to uh, you know, trade for part ownership in your company or, or maybe you know, a very... Uh, uh, small amount of money uh so just depending on what your budget is and and uh and how well you can sell your your idea uh that might be a way to go for you yeah that's what i was thinking i would more just be interested in i'm not trying to be a billionaire off of it but i would just be interested in selling the idea if somebody thought it would work how much would you sell it to me for right now i don't know let's make a deal ron uh let's go uh let's start at ten thousand <laughs> I guess you really are trying to be a billionaire. So you're actually saying you came up with a ten thousand dollar idea. Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because 
and you're laughing, but it's just a simple little thing. Yeah, sounds that, it. Uh, well, I'll pitch it to you. I don't care. All right, go ahead, pitch it. Okay, you want you buy your kids a Kindle because you think they're going to get books and read, and and all they want to do is sit on it and play video games. Right. You can so you can't play video games on a Kindle, can you? No. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay, yeah, they do. Yes, they play all. That's all my kids do on it. All right. So you pitch a deal where instead of buying video game apps for your kids every time you turn around, they read a book and they earn credits towards video game apps. And they have to read a book, age appropriate, pass a small quiz at the end of the book, and they earn credits towards video game apps. There's all kinds of games on. My my kids got these. Now, Fez, why are you laughing at this idea? I don't know if a kid will do that. I think I think it's really fun. I think it's actually yeah, I a, think good it's a good one. idea. I yeah. think it's a good one because you turn this thing into a game, and it has achievement at the end of it. So if you, it's just like a puzzle. If you want to unlock the puzzle, he, that you have to read the story first. I think yeah, it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I I've got three kids. I would pay for that. Yeah, I like it a lot. See, you laughed at me, and then because, but I don't know. How to <laughs> no, here's no, here's the 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 the, the way to uh, pitch it. I think is is the way that you already got. It. It's like a learning game, and to get to the thing, whatever the prize is, you have to answer questions. The only way to answer questions is to read the story and do the research. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you, Ron. That means so much coming from you. I would, I would uh, keep having it where, as you answered it, you get to unlock things for the next game, yep. for the next thing, and then there's more stories in there. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. You read the story, you unlock something, you finish the whole, you, you do the little test along the way, right. you finish the whole story, and now you've got credits to go to the app store and buy a game or maybe a, a, a game related to the I book. think it's terrific. I love well, it. Thank you. You know, I, well, I, I think I, I think that it'll work. I think that it already kind of happens to a certain extent because when kids play these video games and they're four or five years old and they're mm -hmm. just learning how to read, you know, they're being forced to read the words in those video games. So even right. though they're not reading along, I mean, I know that my kids, when they were very little, learned some words through the different video games and apps and things like that that they were playing. So by adding a larger reading component to the whole thing, I think it's going to work great. And I think the, the, the fact that it's already kind of happening to a certain extent is proof of concept right there. So yeah, I think you're onto something. Well, thank you. I just now I so I so if I just Google app developers, I can probably get in touch with somebody that can help me. Yeah, you got to do that. And look, you know, you're what you're talking about is you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a business owner, and you want to start something from scratch. You're going to have to get in, get on the Google, and start learning how to do this stuff. So you have to start looking at other people that have done it. You got to start reading magazines and books about people who've done it. You're going to have to educate yourself. Nobody's going to be able to give you the answer in two minutes on a radio show of how to have a successful company. You're going to have to go out there and start making the commitment to take the time to learn the things you got to know to be a successful entrepreneur in the area that you want to do. And that's going to take some time and work on your part. So it, if you're ready to make that kind of commitment, that kind of sacrifice, uh, you're going to do it. Uh, but that's what you got to do. Well, you said nobody could give me the two-minute answer, but I think that was the two-minute answer on a radio show, and I love it. Thanks, I, guys. Here's what I, I think, Bruce. I think you, you already proved, though, you got a creative mind. I really like the game that you put together that quick. Well, I, I got my kids these things for their birthday and Christmas, respectively, 
because they were, and my wife was like, oh no, they'll read, they'll read, they'll read, and all I see them is sitting there playing fucking zombie road trip or fucking. Sure, <laughs> I understand. Those things are fun too, though. You know, you gotta have some fun. All right, talk no, to you later, I, Bruce. Good luck with that. Ed in Boston, go ahead, buddy. Hey, I want to start a website that advertises all the answers to this guy's quizzes. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> that way the kids can go to that, pay money, get the answers to the quizzes, and then be able to buy the games. Oh, I love your idea, Ed. Way to go, buddy. All right. Um, that's brilliant. <laughs> here's, uh, here's Kevin in Philly. Hey, I've got a great idea for an app. So yeah. your kids read books, and then you get credits to buy games yeah same same idea same yeah, idea i'm just going to beat them to the market yeah well while he's out reading how to do it um <laughs> you could right now uh 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ uh, Max Borges is in here and he actually makes dreams come true that's what he does for people they come in <laughs> to his place with an idea and a check, and he turns <laughs> that dream into reality. Now, you have had the opportunity to see some people actually watch their dreams come true, Max. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've had uh, a, a number of, of entrepreneurs, of people who had an idea, had a product, were just getting started, mm -hmm. uh, and, and didn't have a lot except for that idea and that product. And, you know, and they worked hard, and they did the things they had to do to, right. to, to make it a success. Uh, but it's not easy. And, and, and you know what's really interesting is, is you know, I was just talking to somebody about this. You know, when, when a company comes in and, and hires us to help publicize their product, you know, sometimes we have companies that come in, and they're underfunded, and, and they don't have the experience. And you think, wow, these guys are not going to last three months. But, you know, they're hiring us and we have to support their dream. And, and then we have other times we have big companies come in and we go, wow, this is going to be a great client for us forever. Sometimes the big company, their idea crashes and burns in six months. And that right. little company, I mean, I've got companies today that have been my client for four or five years that I didn't think would last for three months. And it's really about, you know, if you've got the heart. If you've got the the common sense and 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 the commitment to go out and learn what you got to learn and to grow and to develop, because it's not the kind of thing that you know you can read a book and know how to do it. You can it's one step at a time, and you got to keep developing. And you know, as as you as your product hits different levels of success, you got to learn new things. Um, but yeah, it's it's been pretty exciting to see that. And all these gadgets that you came in here with today. Uh, at one point, we're just somebody doing the same thing Bruce did. Like, hey, here's something that I noticed in my friends, in my life, or with my kids, and here's how to make it a little better. That, to me, is the coolest thing about that is the old-fashioned American dream. Oh, it is, and there's new opportunities for that all the time because technology as it moves forward. So this yeah. guy that just called in, right? He, he's got this great idea for an app for for an iPad or for for a tablet. Well, he didn't have that idea five years ago because how many tablets right. were there? They, they didn't even exist. So each time a new a piece of technology or something new comes out, you got to kind of step back and reevaluate and go, okay, what does this allow me to do that we couldn't do before? And, and develop some ideas off of that. I always think it's the, the thing for me that's always great is the first time I see any new thing, I'm normally like, what? Like Vine, I thought, well, this is not... <laughs> yeah, this is no dark. one's going to want nine <laughs> seconds. Of, and Six. people love it. Yeah, Twitter, when I first saw it, I'm like, but they, have, they can actually write more on the other things. Yeah. So you really... Like when when people bet against your ideas, that is the normal thing that the that people are going to immediately do, is just go, 
no. Yeah. You know, that's your initial thing. So you're going to hear no a lot. Um, here's uh, Jack in Mississippi. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Max. Uh, I got an idea, and I really need you to tell me within a couple of hundred bucks exactly how much money I can make off this. Okay. Um, okay, hit me. And it's an organic idea because it deeply affected someone in my family. Uh, so basically what it is, it's an app that detects you anytime a tornado containing sharks is in your area. That Sharknado way, is all anybody prepared. cares about. i got to get somebody on the phone today. But Sharknado is the number one uh, trending thing in the country today. That's all people want to talk about. Um, here is uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I got a question. Um, I got a an idea I put together. Actually, launched a site, got investors up and running, and kind of hit a brick wall with it. I guess two years later. Uh, do you have any advice um, as far as I guess monetizing? We're making a little bit of money, almost breaking even at this point. But monetizing SEO and all of that. Um, any advice on where to go after a startup? Two years hits a brick wall. Well, what, what, what's what's the site and what caused the brick wall? I mean, does it suck? No. Um, yeah, it could suck, I guess, but the site is clerts, C-L-E-R-T-S dot com, and what it is is pretty much is instant alerts from eBay, but eBay's having its own troubles. They kind of do the their own thing, so really, you want an item at a certain price, um, it's listed immediate when it, immediately when it's listed, you get the alert text, or it's an email right now, but text or email, text is, doesn't work that well. Um, there's a couple other sites that do it, but it's based off eBay. eBay's market is going down. They're changing their, their business model, and I'm just at a brick wall with this. So what does your site do that the others don't? Um, it's pretty much just easier to use, better emails, better interface, um, you know, that kind of stuff, how you get the emails and alerts. I, I guess without going into too much detail, that that's the basic way of explaining it. You know, have you been doing ongoing development of features and, and, and the way it works based on customer well, feedback? Well, sure, but, you know, you're given a certain amount of money and development gets expensive and then you kind of have to budget that out in a certain way and you got ongoing server costs and, you know, all that stuff that comes out with running a business, it's not easy to do. Um, so, yeah, ongoing development is there, but it's not as important, I guess, as getting the word out and getting people to use it, in my opinion. Yeah, I gotcha. You know what? I mean, uh, without studying a little bit further, I don't know that I can give you real detailed um, uh, advice on this. You know, the only thing I could say is you, you got to figure out what's going to move the needle with this thing. Um, and if you can't figure that out, then then you can't have a successful business. And you yeah, can't yeah, expect yeah. anybody to put money into it, no. right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah the, the money's already been put into it, and that's fine with that. It's just a matter of how long do you run it, I guess, until the money runs out, or do you just pull the plug at some point? I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure that out now. It, well, that's the CEO. That's, the that's, that's a tough decision that you uh, have chosen to make yourself as the CEO. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Uh, yeah. But but your thing was to ask him right away, Max. Your first question was, uh, does anyone else do this? So when you get one of these great ideas and you see that there's already a company that go, that's doing something similar, if you're not completely better than them or faster or quicker or cheaper, don't go into that area and no, stay out of why, it completely? Well, no, why would you? I mean, yeah. you, you've got to find an area that you can kind of run free. And, you know, the key is, what can you be the best at? Mm -hmm. And un be the best at by enough that people will go, wow, i got to have that thing, that one, that 
service. You know, with my right. company, we're the best at consumer electronics PR. There's nobody else in the country that does consumer electronics PR the way that we do. And that's a very, very narrow niche that nobody else was really focusing on. And that that's how we grew and became successful. And that goes with any product. You've got to find your niche, figure out whether or not you can be the best at that. And if you can't, keep looking. And you're telling me now, if the Miami Dolphins came to you or Barbara Streisand came to you and said, we want you to handle our PR, you would turn them down because we, we would turn it. We've turned down lots of gr potentially great clients because it didn't fit into our ultimate business model. And you can't just do something for the short-term cash because you can't build a business off of that. Mm -hmm. you, it's it's got to be a, a foundation of what what's going to build a business. So for us, every time we work with a new great consumer electronics product, it makes us better at what we do so we can do even better work for the next client. Uh, if we went and did PR for the Dolphins, it would just be money, or for Barbara Streisand or whoever. Right. That's the hardest thing, I think, though, to do, right? It's that very people hard. Go, oh, we, uh, we're not going to take your money. It, absolutely. And that's why, you know, people talk about focus all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And and focus is hard to do. People don't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know it's hard. No, no. It's really hard. It means making decisions that are going to be uncomfortable, that you think that you shouldn't be making, and, and that sometimes feel very, very wrong. But you have to understand where you're going, what your path is, and not get distracted because the the you want to find the straightest line to success. And if you're going all over the place, just doing anything anybody will pay you to do or, or just chasing after the money all the time, you're not going to build a successful business. And you still think building your own business is the way to go for people. I mean, if you look at how to get how to change your life for the most fulfilling life, you would re still recommend entrepreneurship to uh, people. I'm not going to say to everybody, no. Yeah. I think it depends. You, you've got to... It's got to it's got to work for you. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I've got a lot of people working in my company that I don't think will ever run a business, and they're great people, and they're really, really, really smart, and and they're doing amazing things. Um, but they're probably never going to want to go out on their own and run their own business, and that's okay. They're still mm -hmm. going to be successful in life, and they're still going to make money, and they're still, uh, you know, going to do big things. But if you want to run a business, it you you have to want to run a business. That's the number one thing. This is something you want to be your own boss. Absolutely. That's the number one trait. That's got to be it, yeah. I think Fez has it. When I look over <laughs> Fez and I see how he's ready to meet every new challenge and go after it, I think it could be Fez. Fez, you ever had that dream for yourself? Um, I've never had like a business idea where I was like, you know, could uh, make my own product. Okay, so no then. No, okay. not in that respect, no. Um, here is uh, Eric in Texas. You're on the Run of Fez show. Man, the amount of people that want to pitch us ideas is crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Um, I was just calling in a response to the other gentleman from Texas that called um, not knowing where to go as far as developing his own app. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, with, with Apple, um, to get it out of the iTunes store, you can actually buy an app development kit from Apple. It's like 100 bucks, and it comes with a, a lot of literature that, you know, tells you how to get started and program, you know, get to the basics of programming and kind of gets the ball rolling, gives you all the guidelines of what you need to actually get it accepted onto the iTunes store so you can start selling your app and, and making money with it. Um, so, I mean, that he would probably his best bet if he's going to do something for the iPad would be to get that Apple development kit, you know, for Apple and, and go from there. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
Hey, no problem. You have a good uh, one. Here's Josh in New Mexico. Hey, uh, yeah. I would. I have this kitchen idea that that would help, you know, like wives and stuff, and it could probably go to like small restaurants and stuff. But how would I go about, you know, the whole patent processing thing and all that other stuff? I mean, where where do you go from? zero to uh, reaching your goal. All right, to have a patent, you've got to do a couple things, right? It has to be unique. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know all the details on right. it. I think you got to talk to a patent attorney. It does have to be unique. It has to be patentable. Um, and and there's different levels of the of right. the patent that you can get depending on where you are so that you don't necessarily have to spend all the money for you can get a, a provisional patent, which is kind of a lower grade of patent uh, in, in the beginning. And then um, and then, you know, start looking into developing the product. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, sourcing fairs. Uh, mm. Like one in Chicago, where you can meet with uh, with with factories who can make the product. I mean, can you tell me anything about the product? Is it made out of plastic? Is it metal? Does it have moving parts? Is it electronic? You know, it's plastic, basically with a lid. Um, but do I have to have a prototype because I have it all on paper right now? Well. I, I think that a drawing is fine when you go and you talk to somebody to source it. I, oh, to get a to get a patent? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think I don't think you need to have a prototype to to get a patent. Though you know now with uh, with three D printing, uh, it's it's easier than ever to make uh, you know a prototype, especially if it's something that doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Uh, so I think that would that wouldn't be too hard for you. By the way, imagine now that you, you say three D printing and you don't have to explain it to anyone. Everyone gets it now. And a year ago, we yeah. would all went what three yeah. D printing, <laughs> but now you're just watching this stuff get made. So a lot of uh, manufacturing is going to almost take place in people's own homes in the future. The way this is going. With the 3D printing. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like that's where it's gone. We'll see how, how far it develops and, you know, with the various different materials that you can use. I think right now you're getting a lot of prototypes, and, and that's really helping in that regard. Um, and you said that once you get the prototype together, it's fairly easy to go to the Far East and get people to make these things. Yeah, absolutely. As they make up their own versions and sell them in China. Well, and I mean that's that's what you got to look out for. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen some companies where they have a multi-part product. They'll get mm -hmm. they'll get the different parts made at different factories, so that neither factory knows what the final piece looks Jesus. like. Nice. Um, so there's there's ways to do that. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's the risk you got to take, though. I mean, look, if you're too scared that someone's going to rip you off, that you end up not doing it, well, that's worse than getting ripped off. So. You know, just get out there and do it. Because you got to have the confidence to know that this isn't the only idea you're ever going to have in your life. Yeah, um, absolutely. There, there, there's always going to be more ideas. And if somebody rips you off and makes it big, you know, you still have that behind you that, hey, you know, I was the first one to, to make that product. And, mm -hmm. and you can use that as, as leverage. Plus, you know, a lot of people are very paranoid about getting ripped off because they believe so much in their product. But, you know, other people, they got their own products. They got their own things going. Not everybody else. They, and they got their own ideas. And uh, and they won't know it's a great idea until you sell a million of them, and then it'll be too late. Max Borges is in with us, uh, who helps people take some of their products and get them out to the world. You do a lot of uh, hand-holding with these people, or do you feel like you meet a lot of alpha 
personalities. What kind of personality wants to take that product and put it out on the... It's, it's definitely alpha. I no. mean, uh, you know, you've got some that, that are looking for help and, and appreciate, you know, our experience. I mean, we've launched thousands of products. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we've seen hundreds of products that have been successful and some that have failed. And so, uh, you know, we learned a lot in, in those experiences. And, you know, certainly we can share that with people. When you end up watching a morning show where they introduce new gadgets and the people come out, Max is the guy behind getting people to get their products on those shows. You're constantly talking with the TV shows about getting stuff out there. Exactly. TV shows, websites, newspapers, magazines, basically everywhere. Yeah. And for some reason, we all love the newest stuff. I mean, most of us, I think, are ready to drop whatever we have if they come out with something uh, new tomorrow, no matter what it is. Yeah, I just I just read about the new Google phone that's coming out, and I'm ready to throw this piece of shit out the fucking window. <laughs> what is the the story on that? You were telling me yesterday they're dropping like five billion just on advertising. Yeah, but you said that. Oh, somebody told me that they were not the new Google phone. Well, if your car is going at a certain speed. You will not be able to text. It, yeah, because it'll have sensors inside the phone that will be able to see. Yeah, you say how how fast you're going. It's crazy. And what if you're in the passenger side? I guess that's what they still have to work out. So the phone isn't out yet. <laughs> Max, I know you got to go soon, right? You're heading to Ireland. Yeah, headed to Ireland. Got to hit the airport in about 20 minutes. Beauty. And in that exact time, as we say goodbye to Max, uh, we'll play the Unmasked with Tony Hale. You know him as Buster from uh, Arrested Development. Gary in Veep, really sweet guy, really funny. You're going to enjoy this Unmasked. And first responders, there's a prize on the line. It's the first season of Veep, signed by Tony Hale. For first responders, at Mr. Tony Hale, MR, at Mr. Tony Hale on Twitter. Uh, here's, uh, Che in Oklahoma. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I got a question for Max. Uh, they were, a caller with the app earlier, he asked a question of how did you call in, and he just kind of covered about not getting ripped off. But, um, like, I got an idea that's, uh, for a giant industry, it's for the oil field, and, um, it's going to take a product A and a product B and combine to make a product C. But, when I call the manufacturers of the products, or I don't really know how, do I need to go to product development of a manufacturer, but do I need some type of legality to help me from stealing my idea, or how do, how do I really need to cover that? Wow. I mean, you know, I, I don't know exactly what product you're, you know, you're talking about, but I, I think that, you know, one of the things anybody's got to do is put together the right team of people. And, you know, if, if you feel like you really don't know where to get started, it might not be a bad idea to start, you know, meeting people who have the experience, who you can trust, who you can bring in as a partner and can bring in that additional expertise in, you know, how to work the industry. So you may be the mastermind behind the idea, but then you bring in a partner who really understands the industry and can navigate that for you. Well, you know, like I'm in the industry right now, but I guess, I mean, and the product is basically going to sell itself um, as far as yeah, I think. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so where helpful. Where do I send my that, check? Yeah, that's so helpful. I want a piece of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, in the oil field, if you can bring in safety and bring in, save them money, if you can bring in a safety conscious deal, 
I mean, they're all for it because they're always trying to cut down on accidents. And everything. you are right about that. If you can find any way to get people to help them lower their insurance, these large corporations. I know a couple people in that business that have come out of um, the military. And now are going, let's say, onto private ships and teaching people the same stuff that the military does for safety. And there's a gigantic business in that. It's surprising how many things that you can learn in the military and then sell for big money on the private sector as a consultant. Yeah, it's just, and it's a simple product. And there's, as far as I know, and I'm about 99% sure because I've seen a lot of them and done a lot of research on it, there is not another product like this out there. And um, I just, I, I have a successful business already in another aspect of it, uh, another department, but I just, I don't know exactly where to start when I combine two products to make product C. So I was just kind of curious if there was some legality that I needed to pursue. So, so those uh, are two existing products. Yeah, two existing That you products. put together to make it into a better product. Correct. So it's like peanut butter and jelly. Mmm, great Correct. idea. Hold on. I'm going to write that down. I've been eating them separately all these years. But together it could be really tasty. So basically that's that's where I'm at, Max. And well, I was just... It might not be a bad idea to talk with, with an attorney. Uh, about it, you know, you might be able to get a free consultation from an attorney that deals with patents and 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 that sort of thing, and and start getting some input. You might need to talk to a bunch of attorneys, you know. But I right. I, I would just keep talking to as many people as you can about your idea until you get the the answer that you're looking for. Okay, and you said just before I get off here, you said that there are trade shows or whatever it may be that you that these factories go to. Yeah, um, yeah, they're called sourcing product. sourcing shows, and it's okay. where the factories will have a booth set up, and and they talk about the different products that they make, and oftentimes they're going to have products that they already make that they can just kind of make some small changes to. So you know, you want to find a factory that makes uh, a product similar to, or maybe the same factory that makes these two pieces, and they can just put it together for you. Okay. Well, I sure do appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Good luck. And I don't know if you can always get patents on adding two of somebody else's ideas no, together. No, you may not be able to. That's why he's got to talk to an attorney. But in a lot of times, you're saying if you're making a good product, you don't really even need the patent. You know, If you're marketing well, you're doing well with it, you can get... Because a lot of these products are probably going to be one generation products, you know? You're not coming out right. with a if you have an app, it's not like you just invented a rubber band that's going to get a 50 year run. You might be uh putting out a product much like you put out a movie or a record where you make all your money very quickly. That's absolutely that's right. In fact, the app companies that are the most successful are the ones that are putting out dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of apps. Mm -hmm. They're just cranking them out all the time, uh, and some are big successes and some are not. But you've got to you've got to keep putting them out, and that goes, you know, with the consumer electronics clients that we represent too. You know, the ones that are the most successful are the ones that are always innovating and creating new products and have a pipeline and they build a brand that. Way way. Uh, but there's very few hugely successful companies that have one product. Yeah, those days, they're gone. They're just gone. And everyone's waiting for that factory to reopen in the United States or whatever. It ain't going to happen. And it's really weird because even so many of the people that I uh, deal with that are creative people in show business, 
they do stand-up, they write books, they do movies, you know what I mean? No one just does one thing anymore, you know? Uh, and that's why they also have clothing lines, because you just can't just go one route these days. Uh, Max, always great when you stop by. I hope you uh, come by next time you're in New York. Pleasure is mine. I absolutely will. I'll bring some new gadgets. Yeah, bring us into these new gimmicks. I'm going to play with all these that you brought us today. Uh, Hicks, I want you to wear this one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's Put this on it. now. <laughs> and I I bet we're going to be able to, to realize... How you know how little life you have left? <laughs> I, I'll be around for a long, long time. Don't you worry. I I'm wondering. I mean, it's going to it's going to be like the same as putting it on a hound dog. It's just something that lays around in the front porch all day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's Nico, you're going to get the glove. All right, and uh, figure out how to improve that swing. Yeah, improve that swing. I'd like to see you go from a 200 to a 150, <laughs> a 25 percent. Uh, I don't upgrade. think it's possible. Max, make sure you stop by again, okay, buddy? You got it. Um, Thanks, Ron. You know who I just saw the other day was Video Mitch. Did you remember him from the old days? Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> here in New York. No kidding. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you about that off the air. All right, we got a break. Tony Hale is next. M at Mr. Tony Hale on Twitter for first responders. At Mr. Tony Hale. Signed copy of season one of Veep. By Tony Hale on the line. That's next on Unmasked, and we'll be back after the Unmasked show. It's Renafest. You're enjoying the Ron and Fest show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. intimate space. It really is, isn't it? We, we were looking for something even smaller so we could just all be sitting on top of That's each good. other's laps. Hi, guys. Oh, this feels cozy. Well, they're all very, very excited to be here with I'm you today. I'm excited to be here to see you. See that? Because it's rare to run into people that have so many things going at the same time. we got two kind of hit shows at the same time. Yeah, that's nice. It's because I, I, I guess I finished Veep that second season. Um, sorry, I did Arrested and then I did Veep after that. So it was, and I, I'm a huge fan of both those shows. So it's nice to be a part of it, you know? And this is, I guess, for an actor, the dream thing. Just to. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, um, you know, I mean, I've been an actor for 18 years and you're always pining after gigs and where you're not going to get one and all this kind of stuff. And to have two, it's just like, what? Wait, this is not supposed to right. happen, you know? And, uh, but, you know, the the weird thing about it is it seems so obvious what's happening to you now because you bring that unique thing to comedy, but it takes years to get to neurotic. Yeah, it is. And, but, I mean, how many other... Totally clueless look. But, yeah. like, if you looked at that, like, who else could play these parts a lot of times? Yeah, I mean, I... I um, I think there's definitely a. I think there's a common thread in both characters I play, like Gary on Veep and and Buster on Arrested. They're definitely. Um, <laughs> I think there's obviously a vulnerability right, going I, in each. <laughs> I was noticing yeah. a little and bit of neatness. Buster's a little more the mentally ill right. category, <laughs> and Gary's Gary's 
probably like a high functioning Buster sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that funny that you have to tone it down to play Gary? You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, this is Gary. Don't go yeah. quite. And as they far. both have emotionally codependent relationships with you know dominating women in their lives. Yeah. Anything in your past that? Uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Had you ready for that? I'm, I'm working out childhood yeah. wounds or something. Well, codependence <clears throat> is like such an amazing thing because mm -hmm. in a lot of ways it's the exact opposite of selfish, but then it's also selfish you know yeah it's just you you know you as you know someone who struggles with codependency there's just that feeling like you can pick up on whatever somebody else is feeling and you take you take a responsibility that's not your responsibility so if right. somebody if like for instance selena meyer on veep if if i sense that she's feeling off then i'll feel bad right it's my fault yeah. and i feel like i have to fix it and if i don't fix it then i'm destroying her somehow you know yeah I worship her. I mean, I, she's she's Selena's everything to Gary. He has no identity, <laughs> none whatsoever. None. He's almost like the house pet, the dog. When you come totally. home, oh, we're upset or yay, yeah. we're happy. He's a lap dog. Yeah, he, he really is. is. Uh, but is that fun for you to play? Or? It is fun. I mean, it's. I remember when. Um, I mean, starting with Buster, he. Um, I remember Mitch Hurwitz, who created the show, him saying that all Buster wanted in life was safety. Mm-hmm. And it's just that feeling of anytime that safety got threatened, he would kind of spiral. And I think Gary's Gary Gary has definitely like he'll step up to the plate for his woman, whereas Buster with Lucille, he'll if something happens to Lucille, he'll just be like rocking in a corner somewhere, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> or looking for his next Lucille, like he, or, exactly yeah. he goes from Lucille to Lucille. Where his I don't third, if he has a third woman, her name will be Lucille. <laughs> yeah. And what great Lucille's you get to play off oh of? God. I mean, that's it's insane. amazing. Like Jessica Walter, who plays uh, Lucille in Arrested, she's so good. She's yeah. so good, and she's a big theater. You know, she's a big theater actress, and she's one of those women that her timing is so solid. You mm -hmm. know, but everybody kind of had their different processes. But Jessica was very like specific. Like she had tabs in her script, and was just like, "This is where this happens." And and then of course the other Lucille, Liza Minnelli, came into the picture. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I remember the day when they came up to me and they were like, "Okay, so you're gonna have a girlfriend?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." And he goes, "It's gonna be Liza Minnelli." And I was yeah. like, "Of course it is." <laughs> that's the obvious choice yeah um but she was just you know i because I, I was i was telling somebody recently that with her you know with with someone who's such an icon it could go many different different directions you don't really know if she's going to be terrible or if she's sure. going to be really gracious and she was so gracious and she you know she told us stories about her life and about how much she loved her mom and it didn't come from a place of ego it came from a place of like listen to my life yeah you know and i could we just sat there and listened to her stories all day long well a lot of people come through here at sirius xm but when she came in it was such a like oh, holy shit. people were like that is liza minnelli <laughs> i know and she was being i mean she's just liza minnelli yeah for she, real oh yeah and she oh it's just even the way she talks like yeah. you know She's like, darling, give me a Diet Coke. <laughs> it's really so of true. Of course I can. <laughs> with pleasure. Everyone's just all excited because I know. you feel like you're in a different era. Exactly. And yeah. she's lovely. And she, yeah. you know, she talks about her mom. And she's like, my mama. Like, she's just, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. It's really, it's, it's fun to enter into her world. Sure. You know? And to be a, a person who grew up. Yeah, you know, raised one, on the MGM lot. Yeah, well, yeah, and there you are in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. thinking, okay, Hollywood is so far away. Yeah, and to me, basically, American show business royalty. 
and then work with her. It's it's kind of amazing. It was, and it's. I think that's what's kind of cool about when you work with these kind of people, because you know, when you're so your whole life, you hear Liza Minnelli, you hear, and you know, quick story. She took my wife and I out to lunch, and I, I apologize if people have heard the story because I like to tell it. But <laughs> um, she, we picked her up in our car, and she sat in the she sat in the back seat of our car. She insisted on sitting in the back seat, and uh, we were like, okay. And she rolled down the windows because um, you know she was doing a little smoky smoke, <laughs> and. Um, she started talking about this concert that she was doing at uh, Radio City Music Hall. And of course, I mean, I, this is my first, I'm my first year in LA. And I'm like, oh, of course you're doing a concert at Radio City. <laughs> That's a typical weekend. Um, and she started talking about these songs. I didn't really know her music. And she said, I sang the song, One Song Liza with a Z. And I was like, oh, I don't know that song. Starts busting out the song in the backseat of my car. <laughs> wow. And it was just, and the best part, she had done the song so many times that she could hear the orchestration. So she'd go, <laughs> Liza with a Z. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. My wife and I are just like, this is fantastic. Yeah, this is worth all the shit we put up oh, with yeah. over the years. Exactly. All the, the, the exactly. Uh, because it takes a while, doesn't it? Does. It takes a while. It does take a while. I was because I was in New York for. I moved to New York in 1995, mm -hmm. and I was here for eight years. And I did uh, commercials and you know off, 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 off Broadway theater. And then, you know, you're just making ends meet. I did every job, cater waiter and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then in 2003, uh, Arrested came around. And it's it, what's funny because you do work hard for it. I mean, obviously you work hard for it, but it's funny how you put these things on a pedestal. Like you're kind of like that job is coming. Right. Like I want that sitcom. I want that sitcom because that's all I ever wanted. And then you get it and it's, it's a fantastic job, but you realize it can't match the expectation that you've placed on sure. it your whole life. And so it kind of gets to this, and this is where I get, you know, you know, philosophical, but it gets to the place where I was looking so far, like that job's coming. And it's like, if you're not practicing contentment where you're at, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. Sure. Because you're left with, wow, I put a lot of weight on this, on getting this. And so ever, Arrested taught me a massive lesson because it kind of taught me about, I got to, I got to practice being present. You know, yeah. I think in this business, because we're all desperate for gigs, we're mm -hmm. all looking for gigs and we're all like, that's coming, that's coming. And it's not that ambition is bad, but it, I feel like I was putting a lot on getting that rather than kind of forgetting or and forgetting what kind of what I had. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, it totally makes that sense. That got really heavy really no, quick. No, but I, <laughs> but I love it because it's true. Like I was, when you were talking about that, I was thinking of Veep because none of those people are happy in their positions. Oh, and yeah. You're the vice president of the United States. Absolutely. And she's just thinking this could be so much better. You know, yeah, it's, and it's weird. I, but it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, in, in Hollywood, people are either afraid they're going to lose the job they have or never mm. get a job. There's always that fear. And it's anytime you're on a gig, I mean, for those of us who are artists here, it's, it's like you're on a job, but you're always thinking about your next job. Yeah. And it's, I remember my friend saying, waking yourself up to, to like, you got to wake yourself up a hundred times a day to get present. Like, this is where I'm at. I'm having an awesome discussion with Ron right now. Yeah. But you got to, because you'll, you'll find yourself checking always into the future. Right. You know? And this is it. This is all you really have. Yeah, it's what you have, but it's like kind of being, in the sense, she's but kind of really being, trying to be thankful. Because I do think that contentment thing, I'm not good at it. Right. It's in it, but it's a discipline. It's like, I got to practice that. Yeah. Because you know? for so long in New York, it was like, that's coming. That's mm -hmm. coming. And it checked me out of the present. And then you get it and you're like, oh, shit. Like, that's a lot of weight I put on that. And nothing can match that.
And I, yeah. I think that's like a, a kind of spirituality. Like, yeah. Wow, we weren't expecting. No, yeah, we we thought Buster was going to come in here and fall off the chair, and but it is true. But it, it's that spiritual thing that any religion. Yeah, sure. Has, I mean, the the entire purpose of prayer is just to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. right now but we don't really use that much yeah i mean but it's also it's understandable kind of really as any freelancer because you're you know it's a weird like in our business you typically people with kind of in in america they will kind of interview for two or three months and then they get a job for two or three years or yeah. four years in our job we're interviewing for two or three years and we're lucky if we get a two or three month gig like that's yeah. a good gig so you're very used to kind of always thinking about what's the next thing. So it's I, it's a challenge, and I, I get it. It's tough to be present where you're at. You know? And you do more like job interviews in a year than most people will do in a lifetime. Yeah, and everyone hates to it. You yeah. Get, yeah, and the rejection. You know, you get and people say, you know, do you get used to the rejection? And you know, some people say, yeah, you have to learn to let it go. Eh, I don't know if you yeah. ever really. I mean, rejection is just not fun, you know, because you put yourself out there and then they say, we don't want you. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, the more you do it, it does, you, you, I guess maybe get used to it, but it's never easy. No. You know? No reason that it should be when, when anyone says, I don't want you for this. Right, exactly. And, you and have by the to. way, it'll change your life and make it great, but yeah. I don't want you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you did get it, you yeah. would get this. Yes. Everything would be fantastic. And that, but that's another thing, like in, in Hollywood, like people will throw, like someone's yes isn't yes and their no's not no. Mm -hmm. So people will throw stuff out at you and you depend on those words. Like I remember I was on an audition, I won't say what it was for, it was for this movie, and the director stood up and he was like, started clapping and he was like, okay, now when I book you, and after I hear that, you're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to, you know, we're, I call my wife. I was like, we need to, we're going to go to Toronto, like da, da, da. And it turns out somebody else got the role, but he should never have said that. You know, it's like people just kind of throw these words out. And it's like, you have to learn to like, when someone says something, it's like, we'll see. Yeah. Because you know, it, it's unfortunate that people don't kind of do that. Well, a lot of those producers haven't been on your side of the audition, I imagine, too, right? Yeah. And I think, I think there's also a lot of worry of kind of hurting feelings, mm -hmm. burning bridges, and they feel like, oh, I want to keep this contact, so I'm going to keep on, right. you know, kind of feeding them. But it's like you're actually hurting them if you don't just say it up front and then kind of move on because the other the actor whoever is going to hold on to those words you know and there is so yeah. heavy no let them deal with it let these bastards deal with it Tony they better start and let this in you don't know what this man goes through no. I, don't, I don't mean that I, I, I say it because I think you learn a lot of lessons yeah. like and it's and I kind of enjoy sharing those lessons sure. you know because I don't think people kind of you know it's an interesting uh, world you know well you know but see here's the thing to most I'm gonna of have us, some water yeah have some it. water because really it, it, the logical thing if your friend was doing for something for eight years and not making it most of us would say to him you should stop doing this you're trying and trying and it's hurting you and you're not getting further I mean it becomes illogical that you stay with this career if it's just about making it you know yeah, it's got to yeah. be something else when you kind of want you almost want them to have that experience so that they can see mm -hmm. wow for eight years i've put a lot on this thing yeah on whatever it is and i think it honestly in life it could be anything it could be getting married it could be having a baby it could be you know getting that perfect job whatever you spend a lot of time on this you kind of want them to have it so they can kind of have their own wake up to oh it's not it's yeah. not that it's not the all in all that I expected and I should have been practicing being present 
all along like like we all do and it's mm. very difficult well i think a lot what happens too in this country is that people will just look at uh, i don't know, like a people magazine or something yeah and see the celebrity and think that's what the life is about that's what the journey is about but most people want to just keep working totally at their art and yeah. i think that's almost lost in the mainstream media you know yeah it is lost i mean i i i get it because everybody can kind of detach from their own where they are to kind of put this person on a pedestal mm -hmm. but even like on veep in the political world these people are put on massive pedestals right and and then when they make a mistake we're all like how could what what how could they and it's like really yeah they are pressure cookers for a lot of decisions yeah and they're human and that's kind of what i love about veep because it kind of takes people behind the scenes and shows that these people freak out they get really insecure. Sure. They scream at people. They because you can't. You nobody can keep that image, that perfect image up. It's just not reality. That and they, perfect sound bites and all that stuff. Yeah, and they don't know what's coming on any given day, so they don't know is there going to be a terrorist attack? Is totally you know the president going to have a heart attack? Whatever, and then they have to <clears throat> react quickly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but what I I do like uh, about Veep, and which is so funny, is like it's so dark. <laughs> the way they treat each other. Yeah. They're just, it's maybe one of the most vicious shows <laughs> and really just is. how to slice up someone yeah. else's I mean, security. We're, the writers are very gifted in insults. Yeah. <laughs> and every character has them. Yeah. Every character is just brutal. I know. And he, you know uh, Armando Yanucci created it. He uh, did another show called The Thick of It. Mm -hmm. And, 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 um, and they actually, when they saw some of the the people that had watched the thick of it, when they saw Veep, they actually said, "Ah, it's, it seems kind of toned down from the thick of it." So <laughs> thick of it is actually really extreme. Is that right? Yeah, I mean they're they're masters at like just slaying people and putting them down. But you, I guess, have to have you know what you brought up timing and stuff earlier. So that part of it, I mean, the thing about comedy is mm -hmm. that there's always that musical edge to delivering those. Yeah, lines. and that I mean. There's those, I mean, as I'm, you know, what we were talking about before the business, I mean, yeah, it's got, it's kind of a crazy business, but when you, we're in those moments, you know, especially with someone like Julie Louis-Dreyfus, and you can kind of, you begin to ride that comic wave where, mm -hmm. because there really has to be that trust on either part that when you throw the ball, they're going to throw it back. Right. And so when you find yourself just riding that wave together, it is, there's nothing like it. Like, that's just fun. And, and people say like, is it different than theater? Cause there's no audience. Even if there's no, even if there's no audience, you can sense uh, that it's working. You can sense, like even in the camera crew or people behind the monitors, you just everybody feels that vibe when it when it when it begins to click. So, would you have known that without working theater for so long, though? Would you know that timing? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I. It's, <laughs> it's, really one of, it's one of the greats, Ron. You're really, <laughs> yeah. you're really gifted. Yeah. Um, uh, it's um, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I think I remember taking this class once in New York and um, they were like, you know, you really need to you forget the audience. You have to really just be there and no one's there with you. It's like, uh, I don't know if that's health. I mean, is that healthy? You know, because I, and I always felt bad. So I was like, I see them, you know, <laughs> still not working. They're right, they're right there. Yeah. And I can feel them laughing. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you definitely become aware mm -hmm. of people watching you. Um, 
But anyways. But how long before you said to yourself, because you went to school for it, then you come to New York, how long before you really said, no, I know I'm an actor. I'm not working at acting. I'm not yeah. practicing That's acting. A, that, another great question. Yeah, Ron. these are going to keep happening. Really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, really proud of you, Ron. Yeah. Um, Just on today. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I think... Uh, the reason I like I, one of the reasons I like that question is because I think it takes a while for somebody who's an actor or a painter or a director to own that they're that. Right. Because I think that they feel that some, you know they have to get this amount of stuff on their resume to become that. Yeah. And I think there's actually power in just owning it and saying I'm an actor or whatever. And it took me a while because you know when you're I mean for six or seven years when you're doing so many odd jobs and you're like, why am I here? You know, yeah. little things. It's hard to own it, but then you kind of get to the place where it's like, I'm an actor, and then it, there's actually a freedom that kind of breaks through, you know, in many ways. But you wish that it would have came to you even earlier. You wish it would have just I do. I mean, it. if, if it's something that <clears throat> people... Because to your question before, like if somebody's going for eight years and... <clears throat> and there's really what they want to happen maybe is not happening. I think you have to surround yourself with people who can be honest with you mm -hmm. and who can kind of not make the net too wide to where you're getting everybody's opinion, but where you're getting people who you really respect and say, well, what do you think of where I'm at? And like, how are you, how are you feeling about my journey? And it's like, when you kind of get, when you get the feedback, the good feedback and you get the, the reinforcement and the encouragement, it mm -hmm. helps to say, it helps to have that ownership, you know? But if you have honest friends around you and to say, maybe it's time where you might choose another path or not choose, but like look at other options. You yeah. Know? I think people do. We all need that, you know? And you, that's always in the back of your mind. It's always there for you that this, but then not to say that every day of this career, you're like, okay, I'm going to sell insurance in Anniston, Alabama. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's like you kind of, you go to different places in your mind. Cause it is, it's a crazy business. Uh, how much did like any acceptance help along the way, like getting a commercial, getting an off-Broadway play? Did those things suddenly give, was it like getting oxygen to keep you going? Oh, or? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I remember getting, I went to this thing called um, Actors Connection when I was in New York a long time ago, and you, and you paid money to meet agents. Uh, commercial agents. And you, when you read it, you're like, oh, okay, this <laughs> sounds like a scam. But um, it was pretty legitimate, and you, and you read the copy, and then the, there's agents that watch you, and I did it five or six times, and the sixth time, I got the commercial agent, and I remember, you know, even before that, just being like, should I do this? I don't know if I want to do this, but you keep doing it, and I think a lot of it had to do with, um, there's something to be said about early on, kind of accepting what I had, what I brought to the table early on, mm -hmm. like, um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm maybe not out of the gate, you know, as early 20s gonna be Hamlet. You know, but it's like, I'll, I'll be that kind of quirky friend who, mm -hmm. and you kind of begin to own, I hate the word type, but you kind of own that a little bit. And then um, it kind of allows you the freedom for them to see them what, what you're kind of, what you can do or what you might be seen as. And then down the road, you can branch out and do other stuff. <laughs> Not that I branched from quirky. <laughs> um, yeah. But down the road, you can kind of you know branch away from that. But I mean, you when you think of even into the quirky thing, that it's not an easy thing for most people to pull off you know i mean how many people could really play some of those i i always think of like uh with with your characters like where tim conway was uh, oh, earlier I, that's one of my uh comic idols man. oh is it really i watched the carol burnett show because the thing about him is he did something 
so small sometimes when he was even even during the, sh- the Carol Burnett show, which was obviously a variety show in front of an audience. But he did it something like where he'd just turn his head or move his shoulder or something so small, shift his feet. And I would howl and the audience would howl yeah. because you could see that he trusted the circumstances where he was at. He didn't force it. He just could do the littlest thing. And you're like, bah, you just lost it. The, he came in with Carol Burnett. And Vicky Lawrence, and yeah. whenever I was talking to anyone but him, he was struggling, opening his water. Just everything about him was really funny and oh, yeah. incredibly intimidating. And he answered every question with no, no, um, I don't think so. And it was just like so much power coming out of this yes. little man. And it's amazing what I, I've always been a giant fan of his as, as uh, well. And someone like Bob Newhart, who who really had kind of on the Bob Newhart show, just like it was subtle things. Yeah, he he did, and I. The one thing that I, I love about them and just kind of comic actors that I look up to is there's something and I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's like they trust the circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's not that when, like if if you're given like okay, so this dragon's going to come out and he's going to have like a pink sword and you're going to be in a clown, you know, or and like you know there might be a whale that then comes over and and then you feel in your heart like and you still push it. You don't have to push it. Because yeah. there's a dragon and there's a whale coming at you, polka dot. You know, it's like, that's a really horrible example. <laughs> no, but I'm picturing it right thank now. You. Good, good, good. And good. I, for a f- couple moments, I didn't even see the audience. They were gone. Oh my God. They were gone. You learned what I didn't yeah. learn. It's, I'm picking up on it. Um, but it's all that to say. It's the sense of like trusting the chaos of the circumstances yeah. that you're given in the writing rather than feeling the need to push. Yeah. And just owning it and making it as real as you can, you know? Not that Buster didn't have his outrageous broad moments, but trying to make them, you know, real. But you love those, uh, and Newhart's the same way, loves those kind of cringy moments where that thing is just creaking along. I love, I hate watching them. My my wife will say that I, anytime I watch any, really anything that's awkward, I I have to leave the room because it just makes me too uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not going to watch 24 because guess what? It's going on somewhere. I don't, I don't find that fun. It's or home, really I mean, Homeland is like a daily anxiety attack for me. Yeah, um, but there's something uh, mm-hmm. there's something about doing them where maybe it's because I'm so good at my own anxiety that you can. I just love like just sitting and feeling that that tension and oh, it's that's fantastic. Do you feel like you br- <laughs> you bring your own anxiety like, into it? I love it feeling in my work and I love feeling <laughs> in my life. Just twenty four hours a day. Please, just twenty four seven anxiety. Bordering panic it. attack. That moment right before you scream. That's where it's all about for you. Oh, and I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But do but do you bring your own anxiety into the? Do you oh, yeah. need to express that? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I mean, obviously, I'm. I'm. My wife would say I'm probably. You know, I've had a history of some anxiety in my life. <laughs> um, but it, it's that kind of. In, um, to kind of go on a tangent about that, um, I remember I was there was a role that uh, I was offered probably six years ago for this movie, and I didn't. It didn't really come out to be that great of a movie, but the character was kind of he, he was described as kind of like a kind of a, this player in the town that's not really a player, but he thinks he's a player, and he was really manipulative. And I remember reading it and being like, "Oh, I just don't like people like this. I just don't like him." And then I went to this coach, uh, Diana Castle in L.A., and she's, she just talked a lot about how recognizing that that is inside of you. You know, I have, I have been manipulative in my day. I, have, I, have, I can say maybe I have been a player at times. <laughs> and it's that thing of rather than looking at something and going, I'm not that, but saying all, every character that's out there, there's a, there's a lot of that in me. Mm-hmm. 
rather than kind of many times if someone comes up to you and says, okay, I want you to play, I don't know, this fireman. You have an idea of what a, like a New York fireman is and you want to kind of match that. Rather than you think of a fireman, you're like, he's got leadership skills, he's, he's a motivator, he gets stuff done, he goes after it. Like that, I can see that in me. I mean, I'm not going to be cast probably as a New York firefighter, maybe. <laughs> but it's that sense of like you bringing what's inside of you because when you put that out there, no one else can do that. Like if you're trying to play yeah. an idea of something, everybody else is doing that. But if you bring yourself to it, that that's already inside of you, nobody else can do that. So Does that make sense? No, it is. It's just like if you grew up in a different place and chose a different path, yeah. there you'd be in that job. But it's really you in that job, not... This two-dimensional... Yeah, and also, my, I mean, to go back to the anxiety, like, the anxiety I've had in my life, I mean, hopefully I, I can faithfully say I'm not as anxious as Buster or Gary, but there's definitely the, probably the ways that I've dealt with anxiety or, or, or you know, played them out or mm -hmm. talked to whatever, the hesitation in my voice or the way I look at somebody, obviously that stuff comes out. And I think, A, it's, it's a tough thing to play, but really tough to play for laughs, you know, for people yeah. to get that. Because when you see... Because it's sad, really. It is. You know? But it's also the thing that we can all relate to. Because totally. at one point, so, someone feels uncomfortable in a Absolutely. situation. And, and I remember Jason Bateman, when he was talking about Arrested once, he says, it's these people are, I mean, it's really sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a very, very sad family, but there's something about just watching the sadness that, because they're just selfish, selfish people. They're you know? selfish, awful people, lazy, and yet the thing about them, I think, that works is they really want to be together. They believe... Yeah. Well, they just feed off each other. Yeah. Neurosis. Yeah. There's nowhere else that they could probably yeah. go. Yeah, they have yeah. to move like a school of fish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it is... That, that part of it does kind of make it like a Brady Bunch or, or yeah, yeah. there's a traditionalness to that family that wants to stay And you together. do wonder if something about watching the Bluths, if, if it makes every family look like gold. Right. You know, you're like, you know, I thought, you know, if you're having a bad day, you're like, well, we're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You could all look at each other. Huh? Yeah. We're not the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as playing, um, you know, kind of anxious or sad characters, it's funny to me when I always see young actors, they always want to play angry. If you go to anything in New York and there's young actors and there's an improv scene, they're turning chairs mm -hmm. over and screaming. But you've uh, taken to a place where that same kind of energy exists, but quiet, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I, I mean, hopefully Gary and Buster to an extent, there's a... Um I think they're very, they kind of see things with rose-colored glasses a lot. You know, like, Selena is screaming at Gary, but he just hears rainbows and unicorns, <laughs> you know? So, I, yeah, I think there is maybe a different a different mindset. But I remember, it's funny, when you mentioned that, I, when I was, I remember taking a Meisner class in, in New York, which is an exercise where you kind of are repeating after each other, and then it, it always ends in a fight because, I don't know, something comes up. But I think there's something about, it's actually... Um, it, 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 it's it's almost easier to get to anger than it is to get to joy. You know, it's it's like or or get to hopefulness because I think we all maybe sometimes just want to ah, just kind of freak out. So it's yeah. easy to get there, but it's it is a challenge to get to kind of hopeful and 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 see and just kind of a, a genuine joy. You know, well, it's even hard in real life to find yourself feeling content. If you it had is. to say, when do you feel content? people couldn't tell you but if you said when do you feel angry they'd have a nice long list of all the times that they're pissed yeah, off and it's 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 one of those things where you have to say um allow yourself that contentment is maybe 
a different definition than how you see it. Mm Because I think even today when you hear all the time, like, be happy, be happy, be happy. I think there's, you can, you can maybe not be laughing and smiling all the time, but have an inner peace Mm -hmm. where it's it's a different definition or with contentment. It's, it's more of just practicing being present. Like I'm going to actually look around me rather than going off in my head about something in the future. And that's actually, I think that's actually a nice, that's a good practice of it. And then, I mean, again, I'm not good at this, but the more I do it, the more that becomes a default rather than constantly checking out somewhere else. But it is a goal of yours as much as you can. (laughs) No, this has become all Deepak. It really, you know, it needs to be because you know what yeah yeah they need it yeah they need it most of the people here are borderline borderline keeping it together um welcome yes that they're actually uh buster and gary but without getting paid for it they just live their life that way um but the other thing that i i i do just love about gary is that i do feel like he's in the one job that he does want to have unlike most of us you talk about a guy mm. yeah, who yeah, wants yeah. to be right there and that kind of magical bag that he's always pulling shit out of so he's so prepared i know he uh because I, I you know he's been with selena for about 15 or 20 years yeah and he, it's a it's a job where he should have left his job in his 20s mm-hmm. like he should have been gone but again his identity is her identity and stepping i mean he's he's just got um He's just got like probably fifty cats at home. Like he just, yeah. it, it's, it, that's the, yeah. she is his identity. So to step out of that is too afraid. So he's done it into his forties. And but again, I think he also wakes even at whatever happened the day before. He wakes up being like, today he's going to be different. Today she's going to love me. Yeah. Today, one of these days we're going to get married. Do you do you think that she ever catches on how much? He- there was in the last <laughs> in the last uh, season. There was a scene where. Um, we're at her daughter's party, and she <laughs> she uh, she says, um, oh, "What? Is, oh wait, she goes. I, I'm I'm. I say, oh, I call her accidentally call her sweetie because I called my girlfriend sweetie, and I say, what sweetie? And she's like, Gary, you just called me sweetie, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. That's what I call um, my. I, that's what I call my girlfriend Dana, and she and and she laughingly goes, Gary, if I asked you to kiss me, would you kiss me? And Gary goes, yes. <laughs> And it's just, and then she has this look of like, "What did you just say?" And I'm like, "I'm just gonna go get a drink." Yeah. Finally, 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 the finally, truth. finally, the words came out of her mouth that I've been hoping for my whole life. Um, I told some of these people that they could ask some questions. Yeah, please, yeah, uh, of you as well. So be prepared because the questions are going to start to fall off now. I love it. I, love I mean, it. you were loving it earlier. We had this thing going. It was all great. But now let's see if oh. they can keep up. Who can compare with these questions? Yes. Hi. Has hi. there ever been a time um, in which you've disagreed with the direction in which your character has taken during a show? Um, yeah, actually. That's a that's a great question. Is it? That's a real... <laughs> Because I found myself checking out during that. I just did not pick up on it. You're like, it just didn't hit my bar. Yeah, it wasn't working for me. We can edit that out. Um, yeah, that's actually happened um, sometimes. And I think um, when something comes up when you've booked a job and something's come up where you might not agree with it, um, I've learned that many times rather than going, no, I won't do that, it's always good to um, give options because um, 
what you don't want is just to put walls up. You want to try and have some kind of communication because if you don't, it, it's almost it forces me to be creative and say if I'm going to say no to this or if I disagree with this, I've got to I've got to think of some options to give because once you give options, they're like, oh, I like that idea. That's a really good one. And there's another thing that um, I've also gotten the question that if you if you're asked to do a part and you have an audition yet that you really really disagree with, but as an actor, we're so you know, all, you know, we want gigs. It's really, I think there's something about, and again, this is something <laughs> I've, I was, this was not, I wouldn't think this in the beginning of my career, but there's something about if I take a job that I disagree with, I'm actually doing them a disservice because I'm not going to be a hundred percent there. And it's almost like taking their viewpoint, like they're paying for me to be a hundred percent there. But if it's something I really disagree with, I'm actually doing them a service to say no, because I'm not going to be there if they hire me. So they're not getting their money's worth. Does that make sense? And it's like switching that a little bit. But it, it's got. Oh, he's going to trump you. No, yeah, but but I would think here's the thing: is particularly when it comes to your physical humor, mm -hmm. that I think at this point in your career, you're going to know that a lot better than a director. You know, what I mean, particularly, I mean, you do some things that are uniquely yours, and I, mm. I'm a big fan of physical comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and it can't always even be explained why it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um like if are you saying that if something if they say something and in your kind of instincts you really feel like it's off yeah and you don't know how to communicate that yeah right. um I there's always the 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 thing that you use of um just totally absolutely can we try it one way with my way and then or can we do yours first and then can I have an alternate to do mine the challenge is you're not in the editing room so you don't want to know what they're going to use yeah. But at least you can say, you know, I love that, but can I try it my way also in the alternate? And they're typically, I mean, you know, always they're like, absolutely, absolutely. Especially now with digital because they're not wasting film. And also because of the fact that they want the laugh. I, I think a lot of times with drama or action, mm -hmm. I think the directors might feel a lot more strongly about what should work. But comedically... I mean, a lot of films now are even improvised after. Yeah, and I think it's one of the things that you have to trust. Um, if Even if you do it both ways, if you do it their way and my way, and I'm not saying my instincts are gold, but I'm saying like in the editing room, I think if it is, I mean, their way might have been the right way. Sure. Because I don't know, but, it, but if they see that my way was the right way, they can see in the mix and they can say, oh, wow, that really does work better with that take or whatever. I think uh, comedy, setting out to do a film, it's still comedy is one of the toughest things to pull off and you mm. can see it so many times there'll be great people who do a movie mm. that it just doesn't work but they certainly set out for it to work you know it just gets lost yeah sometimes. and it really i mean it also i mean i'm sure you've heard this so many times it really comes back to the page like what mm. is on the page i mean if, if there's a story there and if it's something that can live there um because i i think many times you know this has happened where I, it's working with you always want your director to you want them to captain the ship. You want yeah. them, you want them to know what is the vision that you're going with because many times you'll get this. I don't know. Just just do it. I remember I had this director. I did this Volkswagen commercial a long time ago, and we were putting a mattress on top of a car, and it was this guy. I don't even remember what country it was, and so I'm not even going to pretend to do an accent. But he, he, he. I remember him saying like he didn't speak great English. He was like, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking like monkey, monkey. <laughs> just do it like monkey, monkey. And and we all kind of looked at each other like I have no idea what's going on right now. But we just kind of did our own thing, and the whole day we were like uncomfortable, and we don't know where you're going, and. 
it's that kind of thing like as much as actors want freedom they also want parameters sure. it's almost like if you show a kid a huge field and you say play but if you show them a playground they yeah. go crazy because it's like you want those I want to know what the parameters are that you have and then monkey I can play. is a little too vague <laughs> for you was a little, picking yeah. bugs off exactly. of each other especially when putting a mattress on a car yeah. wait okay monkey, monkey. monkey. I'm not and he did it so like clearly we know what he's talking about he's like I don't know I'm sinking monkey just like monkey 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 we're like alright we're putting a mattress on a car but okay I want to get paid I want to yeah, exactly. get this done please I want to eat the free food yeah. I'll do whatever you want me to do your commercials though what was the Mr. Roboto oh, thing oh yeah that was another that was another Volkswagen commercial it was again. so funny that you know at that point it had to be the thing that you knew that you were bringing something different to physical comedy you know I guess I mean I I guess, but you know, you you always. I think back to that time, and you're, you're so as an actor, you're constantly like, I don't know. I mean, is this is this what they want? I mean, where's this going? And I'm not there yet. And pilot season has gone by, and I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know if I ever really kind of embraced it at all. Like, because yeah. now, I mean, after kind of that lesson I learned through Arrested, it's really practicing. Like when I get a job, like on Veep, I'm having a great time on Veep. I really enjoy the people. I enjoy being there. I don't. It's we shoot in Baltimore, so it's tough to be away from home. But for the most part, it's like I am so thankful for this job, you know. And it's, I wish I'd done that a lot more back then. A couple more back here. Hi. Um, Hi. Obviously, you're Tony Hale, but uh, what's it like knowing that forever you're also going to be Buster? You know, in yeah, the same yeah. sense that Matthew sure. Broderick has been Ferris for the last thirty years, <laughs> you're going to be Buster Blue. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and it's—it it seems it's, like it'd be really hard. It, yeah, uh, I mean, it's—I'm again, I'm—it's—it's it's a job that allowed me to do what I do, so I'm—I'm I'm very, very thankful for it. What's funny is when uh, my wife and I will notice this. Like, if somebody, you know, you kind of get that recognition stare or something, and and they they come really close to you because they just want to hear what you sound like normally. <laughs> like they're expecting me to go, oh, hello. you know. <laughs> And they're expecting me to immediately put my hands behind my ears and be like, oh, my God. You know, so, um, you know, cause, but I, I, I get that because it's, it's fat. You know, it's interesting. Like, what does somebody sound like? But, I mean, Buster is, he really is such a, he's just a sweet, I mean, he's, in, you know, incredibly afraid of life. But he's, I mean, I, if I, to be associated with him is I'm very excited about it. I think it's amazing that but, that, oh, you, sorry. that quickly you just do that one motion. <laughs> well, Buster's, like, Buster! Buster's always on a state of defensiveness. So that's why his hands go back, his chin goes back. He's just yeah. always like, I am ready for anything coming at me. Um, yeah. Um. I had heard that some actors do like uh like try to not sleep over like a night to become grumpy or oh, get yeah. high to become silly. Do you have any things that you do or do you know anybody <laughs> that does anything for hmm. like difference between dramatic or comedic roles? Hmm. I don't know. Um that's because uh, recently somebody asked me like what did I do to kind of develop the character Buster again Buster and I sadly it came really naturally which freaks me out so I don't really know what that says about me um, I don't know it's uh, I guess yeah it, it's one of those things that you I, I have to like the only way I can really look at it because with comedy it seems so I don't know it, um, 
I don't know if I have as much of a process, but with drama, like I remember doing um, an episode of Law and Order, and it was an episode where my daughter was kidnapped. Ugh, it was heavy. And I remember when I got the job, I was coming to New York to shoot it. And I called them, called a lot of my friends in New York. And I was like, we're going to go out for drinks and, you know, it'd be fine. We'll hang out at night. And when I got there, I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I have to, that was I have to, hanging over my exactly. head. <laughs> I have to cry in the courtroom all day. But you kind of do find, you kind of do find that you have to kind of go there and you, cause I have a daughter and you have to kind of go like, what would it be like if, if she was taken and it's, you know, it's 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 wild to, to think that. But even with Buster, my you know, um, when you're in a state of constantly on the defense and emasculated and nervous and anxious, and when you're on that doing that all day long, you know, you come home and my wife would say that because like she'd ask me something and it'd be like oh okay well like, <laughs> you're, kind of, you're kind of you're in a state very hypersensitive state you know and it's i never seem I, i'm not daniel day lewis i'm not a method, i'm not a, i'm not a method actor at all and i have huge admiration for people that do but it's when you're doing that for so long you it kind of you can see how at the end of the day it kind of kind of attaches itself to you a little bit what what buster lines do people shout out at you well there's always hey brother buster always <laughs> hey. Goes, hey brother um some people randomly grab my shoulders for a massage <laughs> to massage my shoulders um which is a little, which is a little yeah. odd um I, i'm ashamed to say this but my f my entire family will say who'd want to are her at yes, each other I know. on a pretty constant basis we'll do, do it who would want to are her <laughs> Because so, I am not saying so, the word. Yeah, it's awful. And stimmy. I need a little stimmy. <laughs> stimmy. <laughs> oh. Over here. Um, I love your work. Oh, you thanks. So Thank you so much. So, um, just being an interviewer, you just You're do everything. So, seriously, yeah. seriously. Yeah. I will affirm you right now. Oh, thank You're you. Very, very good at what you do. Yeah. Receive that. Um. <laughs> Uh, so sometimes um, in both of your shows, there are scenes where it seems so hectic and hilariously chaotic that it makes me think, how much are you allowed to improvise mm. in a given role? Yeah, good. Um, I'm afraid it's a good question. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a really good question. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I, it's it was different with Arrested. Um, Mitch Hurwitz, who created the show, he he was kind of the, the, the master puppeteer where we, he would write these scripts that were so specific and then he'd kind of go into his science lab afterwards and, and edit it together. So anytime you would improv, you, you never really wanted to because you knew it was a part of a bigger puzzle. And also what was on the page was much funnier than I could come up with. Um, but it was, you knew that there was some kind of master plan so there, for me there wasn't a lot. Whereas with on Veep, we spend about two or three weeks um, rehearsing the show which is very rare for television and just to kind of play with the material and they, what they write on the page is fantastic but it kind of allows us to kind of find the relationships does it make sense we bring in political consultants and it's a big kind of morphing process into what we shoot so it's very different it's what they say there's a lot of improv on veep not necessarily when we're on set when we're shooting mainly in rehearsals but in arrested very very little and you love it that way you love to be able to take the material I do. I really do. You know what? I, it's, it's, it's kind of that lesson, the more you do it, of not trying to be funny, you know, with improv, mm -hmm. but just trusting it and just, you know, having that relationship. Because, I mean, when I first started doing it and we would do improv, there was that part of me that was like, I got to come up with bits. I got to come up with stuff that they're going to, whatever. 
but it's like if you just trust what's around you mm -hmm. and then just have that relationship it's that's what people want to see because that's where the authenticity hopefully pops out well i gotta tell you the the characters have been just amazing and today's been an amazing oh, day thanks man tony hale everybody thank, thank, you. thank you so much First responders, that's at Mr. Tony Hale on the Twitter, at Mr. Tony Hale. Now, uh, it's been fantastic. The first responders, you've helped us so much, as you realize, uh, this is now the third person from Arrested Development to do the show. And a big part of that is because these people come on and they do unmask and they have a great uh, time. And then they get a, a great response from the first responders. So if you could be part of this, just uh, drop a note to Mr. Tony Hale uh, on Twitter. That's at Mr. Tony Hale on Twitter. And let him know that you enjoyed his interview. It helps us get a lot of great people uh, coming in here. We've got Wanda Sykes next week. And the week after that, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. So, at Mr. Tony Hale, to the first responders, giving out prizes, prizes today. One of them shall be a signed baseball by Doc Gooden. Oh, That's for the weekender question, first responders? God, I've done that twice today. Let's do both. Let's do both with baseballs. Well, we have the Veep signed season by Tony Hale. The first season of Veep on DVD, signed by Tony Hale. And no more baseballs? Uh, we have a, I think we have more baseballs. It's the think that drives me crazy. So it's at Mr. Tony Hale. Be a great first responder and help us out here because you've, uh, your first responding is uh, what gets us so many great guests. At Mr. Tony Hale. Now, uh, also we want to thank somebody for the meat they sent in today. This is your cousin. Yeah, it's my cousin up in uh, New Paltz. It's the Carl Family Farms. Check them out at carlfamilyfarms.com. They have grass-fed uh, uh, cattle. Yeah, it's grass-fed. There's no hormones injected. This is the stuff you want to be eating, not all that processed food and stuff like that. This is where you want to go. It's Carl with a K. carlfamilyfarms.com. Carl with a K. Now, where does the K go? In the back? <laughs> Goes right in the front. Okay, Carl. Carl okay, so it's K A R L. Also, want to thank Max Borges for stopping in here. He's a buddy, and I told him to stop back more. I love talking about entrepreneurship. Uh, Max Borges Agency. dot com. He's been impressed with some of the folks. I'm trying to get Liz Sets uh, Fire to work for him. I will not be giving a recommendation there. Well, she her new uh, shirts came in with Death Proof today. Yeah, Death Proof mask, new, some new Pepperkey t-shirts. You don't even look like that anymore. So, yeah, you just look silly. <laughs> look how dumb things. you used to look. Your hair is so long, and you look like a like a parakeet at the bottom of your body. <laughs> Very odd. <laughs> Do you like that one, the, Nico? It's better than the Centaur. And I'm drinking R&F beer, which I would drink. Yeah. That's by the way, that's just a fake beer for the movies. We only put that one in movies. At Mr. 
Tony Hale for the first responders at Mr. Tony Hale first responders God I love the first responders they're good people is what's nice about it you know you've found a group of people that are actually good at their core that's true it makes you feel good about humanity that's what, that's what you makes are, me feel responder. good about doing this show every day hell yeah the only and two things I love in life first responders yeah and Ronnie P quotes <laughs> they're so damn funny they're I can sit and read them for hours. Gold. To know they're unplanned. That's what I love about them. At Mr. Tony Hale What's on that Twitter. For? That's for the first responders to Tony. let Tony Hale know how much you enjoyed on Mass and for a chance to win a signed DVD copy of the first season of Veep, signed by Mr. Tony Hale. Weekender over the weekend. I think the uh, site is down right now. Bad weather in Atlanta. But uh, also, you've got the Weekender, the Filtered Excellence. I'm going to have an excellent time this weekend just doing some of the stuff on the Filtered Excellence. Yeah. What's your favorite on there? Uh, home Run Derby coming up. That's one Monday? It's on Monday. Also game Tuesday. I never miss a Home Run Derby. It's going to be great. I'm going to watch the Wanda Sykes special on OWN. Hilarious. Oh, so you can then bypass uh, the thing that the MS that she's doing with me. That makes it even nicer. No. Um, the uh, Order Crystal uh, Fairy, if you want to find out how to do some fun kind of mescaline. I'm, I'm going to use that as my how-to guide. This is uh, San Pedro. Uh, Kyle actually wrote to me saying, because he listened to the stuff that we talked about, and by the way, he totally pushed me in the wrong direction, saying some people snort it. Remember when I say some people snort it? Uh-huh. Uh, and they were like, what? Yeah, apparently he confused it with another drug. But he did tell me that the San Pedro, not every plant gets you off. You don't know. You're rolling the dice. There's a big difference in between plants. I want the good plants, man. I want that good stuff. That's all part of the fun. <laughs> I want that you pure, never know. I want that pure Pedro. <laughs> Uh, it's all up there. Uh, Lisa Kudrow on Mast as well. And at Mr. Tony Hale for the first responders. Never got a chance to talk about Leah Remedy quit Scientology. Out. Or was she booted out for not being really good <laughs> enough at it? Maybe we can pick that up on Monday. It is one of the religions that's okay to attack for some reason in this country. <laughs> Number one. Mm. At Mr. Tony Hale. For the first responders, Nico, good to see you here, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Come back again soon, would you? I will. All right, this next time, bring, like, your cousin's ice cream or something. Just <laughs> always have something different from a cousin. Oh, one more thing I forgot to tell you. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk.